This is On Brand, a podcast where we discuss the ideas and antics of one Russell Brand. I'm Al Worth, and each week I go through an episode of Brand's show with my co-host, Lauren B. Hi, that's me. I'm Lauren B. And I don't know what's coming, but I'll find out. Yep, lucky you. Uh, Lauren, what is your bright spot this week? Oh, boy. Uh, my bright spot is actually a sh- it's i'm gonna piggyback on a previous bright spot there's a lot of very oh. gay programming on hulu uh, for pride month and um drag me to dinner is it's like a it's it's kind of a fake competition show where two sets of drag queens um they throw opposing parties so it's like a cooking show and like a party planning show mm-hmm. it's just com- it's a fun comedy improv thing really it's just okay. like drag queens that are good at hosting drag nights um or, you know i mean obviously like you know rupaul drag race like alums and whatever but they have other drag queens just like popular drag queens on as well and it's hilarious i'm it's on board so funny so if you have any interest whatsoever and you have hulu which is fairly cheap uh it's accessible so um there are 10 episodes and we like we had to pace ourselves because we liked it so much we were gonna like (laughs) burn through a bunch of episodes so we were like okay we're gonna and the first episode is um jinx monsoon and vendela creme oh gosh who was on the other side i mean it's on the internet i would say most of a number of you have already had it advertised to you on your social media um if yours isn't if your algorithm is anything like mine but um the jinx and de la holiday specials or they like they've been working with hulu for a while and they're mm. so funny everything bendela creme every word she says is just a a treasure there was this moment in um in Untucked on her season of Drag Race, and I she's so naturally funny that she there was some like you know some prompt, and she was reading off a card, and there was an item in a drawer, and she was reading like, oh, and what's in this drawer? And that's how I say drawer in my head. Okay. Okay. Forever. It's okay. adorable. No, that's I mean that that if you go by how it's spelt, I I I, I can't yeah. disagree. I it was the disagree. most offhanded like there and if you watch any of you know any of her stuff, there's a ton of it. Her uh her drag is amazing. I've seen her perform, it's incredible. She does this like evolution of man burlesque routine <laughs> that is spectacular. They're so good. Like basically everybody is as good as you could possibly imagine and they just drag queens kind of usually get kind of hung out to dry as far as like entertainment goes they're like Mm, okay mm. well you do drag so you can show up in a full beat like fully done and you deal with all your own bullshit that normally people get paid for on a regular tv show or youtube show or whatever and um so they just have to show up and basically they're like, well, deal with this. When normally you would find out like what you were covering, how long you were going to be there, you know, have have roles kind of laid out for 
actors, comedians, that kind of thing. But they're just like, they just kind of get thrown into whatever. So they don't always look so great in entertainment. Like drag queens are kind of working with whatever they've got in front of them. Mm. Um, And actually setting them up to succeed can kind of be an afterthought. But this show is spectacular. There's a, a fantastic drag king murray hill who hosts the show and i love drag queen drag king representation and especially because like um his character is very like tony clifton cheesy 70s guy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just transcendent i absolutely love it highly recommend uh what's your bright spot oh i i've, I've been I've... <laughs> Loaded question right now. It's, it's, it's a loaded question right now because we've just had some imminent technical difficulties. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I've, I've, I've just spent 20 minutes staring at an audio screen going, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, because because some my audio drivers decided to just randomly update and then in order to get anything to work, because it deleted the old ones, I had to then restart the laptop and then every, everything, everything's been fucking mess but we did it we're here um i'm so gonna go we were coming terms... from a, a bit of a dim place yeah a bit, bit, a, bit, a, bit a of a duck spot, spot. um yeah. yeah so so we're gonna <laughs> gonna hit on the bright spot uh i'm gonna go with one piece i think is gonna be my bright spot for the moment um yeah you heard of one piece you're familiar with it no what no, it's a it's an anime. Um, it's oh. an anime about pirates. It's 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 it was at one point the biggest one in Japan. I think it's kind of fallen down to like third or fourth place or something at the moment. Um, but it's it's you know one of the longest running like animes as well. It's been going since like the nineties. What? Um, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and it's it's nowhere near done. Um, it's up to like uh, I don't think it's hit a thousand yet, but it's around there um i'm i'm catching up at the moment because i i went through a state i've been watching this show since i was 12 um uh, you uh, know so so yeah <laughs> quite a while um you know we're we're talking many many thousands of hours i imagine spent because up to like episode 500 i think around that kind of period i will have seen each of those episodes at least three times for sure yeah yeah, um, yeah, 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 and they're like twenty minutes long, you know. Uh, so just I don't know, I don't know. Some someone do the math and and tell me how many hours of my life I've spent watching One Piece because it's a lot. <laughs> wow, it's a lot. Um, yeah. What does the name have to do with pirates? Help me. Uh, because so uh, uh, so it's it's a fictional kind of universe, etc., with with several different say. oceans, um, and at at the end of the main one, which is well, the, I say the main one, like the the kind of um, <laughs> the most dangerous one is called the Grand Line, um, okay. and at the at the end of that, when uh, upon his his execution stand, the Pirate King Gold D Roger. Um, he he shouted out to everyone like go and find it i left it all there wealth power fame fortune all of that i left it all there at the end of the grand line on this island called raftel um and and that is one piece like what what he left there and it's been like 50 years or whatever or however long nah i think it's like 20 years since his execution something um it's been a long time anyway and uh no one's found it yet um you know and it's 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 set off the the golden age of piracy um 
so that's what one piece is you know and and whoever whoever gets it becomes the next pirate king is the idea um oh, yeah there's a sword in the stone kind of yeah yeah kind, kind, kind of kind of but the, the 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 deal is like in order to get to that point you have to have like been you have to be the most powerful human being in the world um at that stage basically um oh, okay. yeah there's there's, yeah. there's cool yeah. shit there's like there's powers that people have like by eating these things called devil fruits that give you weird different kinds of powers and stuff you know the the the, the main character um luffy he's uh He's he's made of rubber. That's kind of his his power. Um, okay, sa sounds not very useful, but but he's like a no. Badass, I used to watch you know. the X Men cartoon. I get it. I don't remember. Uh, well, the, yeah, I don't no. remember the stretchy guy's name, but I remember what he looked like, and he was yeah, very effective. Right. Um, yeah, so you know he can stretch and do shit. And pirates. <sighs> pirates. That's it's, a great it's, theme. It's really cool. I've I've been I've been enjoying it a lot like lately because I, I I spent a long while um kind of every time I catch up with where it is in present day, I stop listening, uh, stop watching like present day episodes for a good couple of years so that I can properly like binge it. Um so I've nice. I've just been going through a good couple of hundred episodes recently just Good you know Lord. well yeah when i when i get the time just like right i'm gonna sit here and just go through it. and it's so good it's so well, well we're written. yeah we're saving up um, uh righteous gemstones episodes right now oh to, right one okay. not spend that much money because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but also uh it's just more fun that way <laughs> yeah i no, don't want to wait love... i don't want to wait i just want to watch it all I love a good binge watch, um, yeah. and and one one piece as a show as well. Like it just gives me all the feelings, you know. I, I there are moments I find it inspiring and badass. I think I think it's probably the show that's made me cry the most often. Um, that's for sure. There are like there are certain emotional huh. points that it that it hits on where I'm just like, oh god, <laughs> um, you know, and, and like I every every like I don't know third or fourth episode, I'll probably be bawling at something um there are there are certain arcs yeah, like certain yeah. pivotal moments where yeah i will i will properly ugly cry um while watching <laughs> it every time every it doesn't matter that i know that it's coming like it's just done so well um yeah, yeah. oh i have yeah i think we all have stuff like that and if you don't mm. i recommend it i think a good heaving cry at uh at, at narrative like um fictional entertainment is catharsis to the soul. yeah yeah no it's great it's great you you yeah you you work through I your love emotions it. yeah in in yeah through through fictional characters rather than having to deal with yourself because yeah you know, softens the blow you spend all day dealing with that you know yeah um anyway we well, have fun. a cool, 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 show cool, cool. to do yes it is it is awesome and i'll be learning about it. anime things that's what i'm, <laughs> I'm realizing because i don't i don't know Anything I will say it's, about it. it's a long show into into you know thousand uh, yeah. episodes or whatever so yeah. far and and I reckon we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be at at least fifteen hundred before before the thing is finished. Um, it's, it's not like a soap being... opera, right? Like that's yeah, the amount kinda, of content is kind of, but but with but with a much more consistent narrative throughout. It's sure. It's, pretty impressive and you you get callbacks you get callbacks in like the 800th episode or whatever to like something that happened in fucking episode 56 or something and you're just like okay um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 just it's impressive in that respect um but yeah anyone who wants to get into it you know just 
start at the beginning and, and see where it goes. I, I'd recommend working your way through like the first like 20 or 30 probably just to see, you know, whether... The, the, the other thing is like the, the tone shifts every now and then. I don't know. It takes a minute to find its feet, um, I think. But yeah, super into it. Um, nice. Anyway, we, we have a show That's to fun. do. Uh, cool. But first, I think we should uh, thank some new patrons. Yeah. Uh, we, we have a couple this week. Uh, so first up, do, 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 do. Ooh, that's the one I wanted. Uh, Runzar, you are now an awakening wonder. You are indeed an awakening wonder. Thank you. That was also, uh, Runzar also uh, gave us a um blue sky invite so thank you so much oh dope I, okay okay i may, I'm, I'm, I, I may uh, sense. be posting i really hope so <laughs> 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 thank you so much yes thank you for both of those things awesome. um and our second one bembo son of blebembo you are now an awakening <laughs> wonder you are indeed an awakening wonder Thank you, Bembo, son of Blebembo. Um, I actually understand. <laughs> I understand that reference. Did you get that reference? Me? No. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It is also a painfully obscure reference um, to readers of questionable content. Um, <laughs> the the web comic. Um, yeah. That 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 is from a the 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 artist Jeff Jacques went off on kind of a tangent for a period of like four or five strips, maybe five years ago or something. Um, so yeah, that was a pull for me, but I, I do actually get That's that so reference. That's so fun. So there we go. That is I fun. I love it was that. Great. Yeah, I don't need to know normally... the reference to enjoy just the <laughs> the obscure thing that people get into. I think it's fantastic. It's, it's also it. just great. Yeah, and excellent webcomic. Um, yeah, nice. he, he just did a couple of random strips about um, this kind of barbarian kind of uh, guy going around chopping stuff up. Oh, it's pretty great. Love to see um, it. Love yeah, to see it. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, and if anyone wants to support us and what we do, become an Awakening Wonder or even donate on a higher tier, head to patreon.com slash onbrand and you will have our eternal gratitude. It's a big deal for us and allows us to buy things like food and shelter. Um, oh, and uh, please note that while you can easily listen to our audio version anywhere, you can find podcasts, you can also watch us on YouTube, or if you listen in the Spotify app, the video should come up there. Two. Uh, now, let's get into this proper. Uh, when we posted the Dawkins episode, uh, episode four, um, I had one of Brand's followers push back saying that Brand wasn't a Christian. He was just a spiritualist pushing for a slightly mm -hmm. vaguer form of theocracy. Well, random Brand follower, this clip is for you. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. It's Thursday, and as yet, Jesus Christ has not returned to Earth. But we need you, Jesus! Come back! Let us know in the chat and comments if our Lord Jesus has made himself clear, plain to you through some sort of apparition. Doesn't count if it's in toast. Doesn't count if it's in the cloud. One actual Jesus incarnate, emanating light to change the world because we need it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ must rise again, according to uh, Russell. Spiritualist indeed. Well, Fucking but hell. I'm also not, I mean, <laughs> that also was so absurd. It sounds mm. like a joke. It sounds like a joke if you don't believe, like, understand his underlying beliefs. Like, that, yeah. that's the thing. I, I feel like, had I, 
had we not covered the Dawkins episode when we did, like we were really lucky that came along when it did. <laughs> to lucky be honest, is a funny word cause... to say, but sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, okay. I know, I know. I'm being but, silly. But but Oof. like I, it would have framed things so differently. Whereas now I see this and I'm like, oh no, he means that. That's actually he's he's yeah. saying the things that he means to say. Okay, that's that's yeah, that's that's pretty much the most that we'll get of that in this episode. But <sighs> um, but yeah, he he definitely means that. Um. Yeah, but, but uh, we've also noticed a trend for me as I'm the person that's mm. you know I'm it's hitting me in real time. Yeah. Uh, I keep making excuses in my head for what Russell is saying. Like I'm noticing yeah. it that like I'm filling in gaps that are left open that are mm. that he, he leaves these vagaries, and I'm like, oh well, he's kidding. Because it's so silly. It's, it's, but it's I, trying to. I know he's not. Like, he's, no, no, I know. I know. That. I, I, know, was there. I, know. I saw it. It's trying to rationalize it and trying to kind of explain it away. And it's something that I do when I'm looking at the clips and when I'm cutting them and everything. And especially when I'm researching, I'm like, is yep. he saying that? I have yeah. to second guess myself like 15 times before I'm like, no, he's definitely fucking saying that, isn't he? Yeah. Um, it is... When I'm I'm the person who will preach, like when people tell you who they are, believe them. I yeah, yeah, absolutely right. that that rule <laughs> right. has served me so well in my life. Yeah. But I'm my brain doesn't want to. Yeah. Oh god. <sighs> there's just there's he's a lot. He's a lot. You know, he yeah. d- d- he even yeah. makes us doubt ourselves, you know. So it's 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 a wonder that his actual followers um, you know struggle you know it's 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 no it's no great shock is it um right next up brand introduces the topics of today's episodes and boy there are some shit gates uh shit gates shit takes right out of the gate <laughs> do them trump documents show an intention to invade iran is rand paul ratcheting it up a little bit gal he is. is he ratcheting he it up a is. bit he's do you oh no you didn't rand you didn't just go there in bill gates world did you certainly did rand goes to gates land because a lot of people aren't willing to start saying in public Bill Gates and Fauci were costly contributors to the pandemic. It's Thursday. You tell us in the chat right now, what do you think the role of Bill Gates was in the pandemic? What do you think Fauci's influence was, benign or malign? Mmm. Yeah. So this should be there we go. Um, yeah, so Bill Gates and Fauci were costly contributors to the, to the pandemic, apparently. Uh, we'll we'll be getting into that in just a minute. Um, yeah. You, you excited? You excited about today's no! show? No! Also, the way that he speaks is already super confusing. Like, mm. puts my, my ADD into overdrive. But mm. I'm not. I, listen... I will turn this podcast around right now if I keep, if he's doing a Rand brand and land little uh, device, I'm out. A little bit. I'm out. <laughs> Trap door, well, shoomp, I'm done. Dang it. God. Unfortunately, we, 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 we might have to touch on some Rand. I'm, I'm very sorry about that. Uh, but in the next clip, it would seem Russell is a touch confused that he is that he no longer does the same things that he did when he was a child. Say you're you. Uh, for all I know, you're watching this on Twitch. For all I know, you're extraterrestrial nation watching this in the future. You got it out when them pods people used to do. Don't do that so much now, do we? No. Like pods for the future. They were always doing that when I was a kid. We're gonna bury this in a pod for the future now. 
<laughs> we ain't got a future. If you've got something, don't put it in a pod. Sell it. Sell it before the Mad Max apocalypse times are upon thee. So I checked with my niece and nephews, uh, and the filling a box full of stuff and burying it for the future is absolutely something kids still do. Honestly, no idea why. Uh, it seems fairly baffling when you look at it objectively but my issue my issue here is that brand seems to think that because he's not done something recently it therefore stopped happening you know he's like oh i haven't done that in a while it's like well no you're like fucking 40 years old or whatever I, I, do you know what do you know what i don't know his specific age i should actually look that up if we're um, the same age again i'll turn this fucking podcast around i'm gonna do that right now the the weirdest oh, part so of mad. course is that he has children as well so it's like uh, 40 he's 48 there we go um, okay good there we go that that stands to reason um yeah he has kids so it's like well surely surely you i don't know you would know this you would know this you it's have fun You're a father it does feel a little outdated as like a as a fun project because we all have the internet in our pocket now so we yeah, can right. just see what the newspaper <laughs> said 50 years ago but i mean I when i was a kid p.s i'm 39 just so everybody knows when i was a kid uh yeah time capsules were super cool it was like a really neat little fun thing also mm, yeah. if you're gonna invoke mad max in my home it's the pocket <laughs> clips thank you <laughs> oh. i'm not i'm not obsessed with those movies i don't know what you're talking about it's my two cents put that in my fucking time capsule anyway all right yeah yeah you know what culturally eh, relevant um next up as intimated in the introduction brand has a new political hero so, uh, yeah, um, hold on a minute, I've got some really vital and important points to make. Yeah, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Mm. We want Rand Paul on this show. If you know Rand, or if you are Rand, look at yourself now. Oh yeah, I am Rand. If you are Rand, come on. Come on, and we want yeah. to talk to you about this stuff. Because even though he's a Republican, isn't he? Yep. And didn't he have some shares in some sort of pharmaceutical company? Oh, we won't get into that. It's not as bad as other people's. I, like, we want, like, because I think he's a good independent political voice. And if there's going to be change within the system, it's going to come from alliances from people from the left and the right that are willing to challenge establishment authority. And Rand Paul is willing to do that. I like his hair. It's like a baby's hair. Okay. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, bro? <laughs> sure about he's, he's that? A, he's a Republican. Sure about that? Oh, and, and just, man. just, oh, it's it's not as bad as as other people's, you know, and and, and fucking uh, <laughs> Gareth Roy. Ah, oh, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. It's pharmaceutical, you know. Some incredibly Outrageous. obvious double standards. Some incredibly obvious double standards coming to the fore. But had they been talking <sighs> about someone on the left who had shares in a pharmaceutical company, we oh wouldn't be God. able to pay them to shut the fuck up about it. Um, it turns out it's not Rand himself who had shares, but his wife, uh, who on February 26th, 2020, uh, bought shares in Gilead Sciences who make antiviral drugs to treat COVID-19. Um, mm -hmm. So just before, you know, the world tried to end. Um, so good time to invest. I'll give it that. Uh, the Senate, however, has a 45-day reporting deadline for financial disclosures like this. Uh, but Rand was a little bit late by about 15 months. Um, so 
Rand Paul, if anyone's wondering or doesn't know who he is, uh, he's the son of longtime Republican politician Ron Paul. Uh, yeah, another wonderful shithead. Um, Rand self-describes as a constitutional conservative and supporter of the Tea Party movement. He's pro-legalization of marijuana, pro-immigration, at least for a Republican, mm. uh, and pro-criminal <laughs> justice reform. On war, Rand is mostly reasonable, but the Ukraine have him on a list of politicians who promote Russian propaganda, likely partially due to him preventing a vote on a $40 billion spending bill for aid to Ukraine during the 2022 Russian invasion, and partially that he's also stated that Biden provoked Russia by advocating for Ukraine's entrance into NATO. Um, oh my god. Anti-war. So that's where pro. that comment from Instagram came from. Some joker. Okay. Ah, there we go. Got uh, it. And anti-war pro-Russia, right? Uh, seems to be cool. a theme emerging here. Uh, Rand is anti-abortion rights, uh, anti-vax, and anti-LGBTQ+, asserting that gay marriage, quote, offends him and a lot of other people, and that there is a crisis that allows people to think that there would be some other sorts of marriage. Um, he's also compared gen uh, gender reassignment surgery to genital mutilation. Uh, on term limits in November 2019, Rand Paul signed a pledge to support a constitutional amendment to limit senators to two terms. In 2022, he was elected for his third term in the U.S. Uh -huh. Senate. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh yeah. So Rand Paul is a bit of a mixed bag, but I'd say he errs on the side of shithead personally. Um, Maybe I've been exposed to a little more Rand Paul. I'm sure I have. <laughs> you don't live in my country. Uh, definitely more over than the me. years. I, yeah. And I've I've studiously tried is, to avoid him. Yeah. <laughs> Great a piece of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Great a yeah. piece of shit. And also to say you're anti-war. This is the thing mm. that has come up a couple of times and it makes me fucking furious because anti want to pay for this war because you're on the side of Russia is not yeah. anti-war. Being anti-war yeah. is being anti-aggression. Yeah, he, he's also anti-war with China, which which like fucking so. Um, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, yeah, but I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure. He was, he was anti, um, like the Iraq wars and all of that, and he, he did try and do a thing to, uh, to immediately bring back all of the troops, um, like within the space of like a year. I think he tried to do that a few years ago, and it, it failed. Um, well, so, you, you can know, also he's... try to do that and know that it's not actually going to happen, and then it just looks good on your resume. There is also that, um, mm. which I imagine is probably the case. Um, yeah. But you know, he's he's seemingly anti anti several wars, but yeah, definitely still pro Russia and. Um, but also inconsistent. So the thing mm. is, is, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, I've heard yeah. this guy say all kinds of shit. There is that as well. Uh, yeah. Next up, Russell decides to fire some shots at Obama. You are not going to believe this video that we're going to bring you when you see the powerful boogieing on down while you were locked up in your home. But there's no room for any systemic change. Everything's fine. Just keep voting. Just keep handing over your tax money. Barack Obama, he ain't handing over his income tax. He's getting advice on how to avoid laws that he helped pass. 
So it took me a minute to find this story that Brian's on about. Um, <laughs> he he, he kind of mentions it in passing and doesn't circle back to it at any point. Uh, but I thought it was worth looking into, and I got curious. Um, the story comes from independent journalist Lee Fang, uh, and it was then picked up by the New York Post. Hmm. Fang has been described as liberal and progressive in the past, and he's worked for outlets such as The Nation and The Intercept. Uh, but when looking at his independent substack, all I can seem to find is fuel for right-wing narratives, namely in the form of anti-Ukraine, anti-immigration, and anti-democratic party stories. Hmm. Um, to give an idea of the slant of Fang's article, here's a couple of quotes. Uh, Barack Obama campaigned extensively during his presidency to eliminate the carried interest loophole, a tax strategy that allows billionaire investors to evade ordinary income taxes. However, since leaving the presidency, Obama has employed a similar tax strategy to potentially only pay capital gains taxes for the services he has provided to private business interests. Obama pushed multiple times during his presidency to eliminate the carried interest loophole, which he condemned as a giveaway to the super-rich. If certain monetization events occur, such as the sale of NBA Africa, the income Obama receives from the partnership will only be ca taxed at capital gains, a rate of 20%. Ordinary business income generated from the deal would be taxed as income. So, what the story actually is about is that Barack Obama has a deal with NBA Africa, uh, specifically as a strategic partner. Uh, in a July 2021 press release, the NBA announced that Obama will have a minority equity stake in the new venture, uh, while he helps advance the league's social responsibility efforts across the continent. Uh, now, here's the sticky bit. The only evidence that this is a profit equity deal comes from Fang himself. Quote, according to private information I obtained, the deal is structured as a profit interest share. That's it? Is that the only reference? Or like citation? Yeah. Yes, the entire thing relies on this guy, Fang, being an honest actor, which, mm. given the content of his substack, I very seriously doubt. Uh, but here's the thing. Even if it is true, a press release from Obama's office very clearly states the former president intends to use proceeds from the MBA Africa venture to fund Obama Foundation youth and leadership programs across Africa. Basically, okay. it's, dis it's disingenuous bullshit from start to finish. So, like, yeah. even if Obama does make any money off it, it's going back into his own fucking charity. You know, I... I mm. Mm, yeah, it's we know nonsense. how charity funding works. We know that. Yeah, it's it's not like... Mm. Also, it's this not throwing some... of stones, like, the you know, the glass house and throwing of stones at other charities mm. is a theme that we've been noticing with Russell. Yeah, I do wonder. Buddy. He does have a habit of telling on himself, and I'm wondering if that's well, kind of what's know. going on there. We don't know and, and about also, his own like... charity, but he's really pretty awful about like uh, he's he's he makes a lot of accusation towards charities and he has one yes it's so, it's definitely i'm what? i'm working on it let's put it that way yeah, um, yeah, yeah we don't get to choose what comes up either in these episodes you know we deal well, with what we can so i'm not being funny but you know to, talking about 
you know, evading. Well, it's not even evading tax. It's trying to find tax loopholes and shit. Like it's just think, the way people pay taxes in this. Country. This guy who is talking is a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Like, yeah. Do you, do we are we expected to believe that he has never once like you know put his bloody assets in some offshore account or whatever the fuck else like has some business registered in Panama I don't know like he, there's sure. definitely like or just he's... follows laws in a way that benefits yeah. him disproportionately than poor people he's That's got the an problem with the tax code I bet he's got a couple <laughs> yeah and they he's, can he's, figure he's, it out yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it's just complete hypocrisy. Unreal. Nonsense. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, glass houses, right? <laughs> just fucking right. calm it down. Calm it down Maybe a bit, Russell. Just it's it's your show. You don't mm -hmm. have to do that. You can come for corporations nope. and like it's not really the same. Uh, we all have, you know, like it's it's not your own More reasonable. backyard More reasonable. that you're yeah. accusing of misconduct though i mean stay free media you know that that's mm, that's his well. uh, ltd that's his uh, that's his limited liability company next we get into a clip of rand paul on fox news but we all know that communist china covered it up initially how are you going to get the truth now they won't even allow an investigation into the wuhan lab yeah, it's not easy, and they haven't been forthcoming. I think the only way to convince them is that it won't all be about blaming them because we participated in funding this. The blame equally should go not only to Chinese authorities, but to Anthony Fauci and all those who advocated for this. But there has to be a reassessment. Look, Bill Gates has been over there recently. Bill Gates is the largest funder of trying to find these viruses in remote caves and bring them to big cities. So what happened in China is they... It's a beautiful way of framing what? it. That's part of what gain-of-function research requires. Finding novel viruses that as yet haven't made an interspecial jump. Experimenting with them in order, supposedly, apparently, and most plainly and overtly, in order to create a vaccine for a disease that doesn't exist yet. Just if some stories are to be believed, I'm talking about Schellenberger's recent revelations on this show that the Wuhan... Uh, the, the, sorry, why did I call it the Wuhan virus? The coronavirus... <laughs> began in the Wuhan <laughs> Institute of Virology, which I think is mm, in... China. Yes, that's where it is. A little bit of a Freudian <laughs> slip there. Oh, why do I call it the Wuhan virus? Maybe uh, maybe because some people keep calling it the China virus. Yeah, fuck. Okay. Um, can, can you tell that I've had a lot to research in this episode? <laughs> yeah! Uh, and it's also... Just... That was a very Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, I just gave out that's yeah good for um, me. yeah okay for real though like i mm. the zoonotic um diseases issue really gets under my skin because the way that we uh, factory farms are so mm. unsafe the way yeah. that they are operated it is mm -hmm. such a problem that is not getting fixed i uh yeah and so to yeah. hear people use this and manipulate the information as a cudgel in their There's... weird little culture war makes yeah. me fucking furious. There's because it's more. a there's a great cool. Good. There's more. <laughs> right. So Bill Gates has been over there recently in remote caves finding diseases and bringing them back to big cities. Like Jesus fucking Christ. So we'll 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 get to that in a second as there's a lot to unpack from this last clip, right? So 
Rand Paul is talking about gain-of-function research being funded by the National Institute of Health via a lab in Wuhan. In short, gain-of-function research is messing with viruses and bacteria and shit like that and mutating them intentionally to better understand them with the aim of creating vaccines and medicines. Usually, it will be to increase transmissibility in some way, so mutating a SARS virus to transmit from humans to rats or something, for instance, um, assuming it previously didn't do that, uh, and then examining which part of the genome was mutated in order to understand it with a view of can these viruses infect people? How likely would they be to mutate in order to do that? And hey, let's get a catalog of these viruses out there so we can deal with them if they come up. Mm -hmm. um, it feels a little bit risky, uh, but as long as a lab is dealing with these things responsibly, it's fine. And particularly uh, important when dealing with rapidly spreading diseases. Um, amusingly, in the USA, gain-of-function research had a moratorium imposed on it uh, for a stretch uh, between, I think, 2014 and 17, uh, because the labs couldn't be trusted. Uh, not, not even because of this specific type of research, but less dangerous stuff. Um, so someone injected a chicken with the wrong strain of influenza. Uh, there were incidents of not properly deactivating anthrax samples um, and, a, and a discovery of unlogged smallpox samples. Uh, oh, can you, no! Yeah. <laughs> so can you imagine these same people fucking with like, diseases? Escalated. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. No, yeah, no. well, I, I hope you can imagine it because, yeah, the moratorium was lifted in 2017. Um, Let's hope these labs received some serious training in those few years. Uh, the lab at the Wuhan Institute of Virology has been dealing with SARS research for decades, particularly as the 2003 outbreak did considerable harm in China. Uh, uh -huh. But the research they do does not intentionally increase transmissibility. Uh, which is not to say that something like that couldn't occur unintentionally, because of course it could. Mutations are mutations. Um, you know, you can't always predict them. Uh, either way, at this stage, the lab leak theory is still unfounded, and COVID-19 being zoonotic, meaning spreading from animals to humans, seems much more likely. Uh, for reference, COVID-19 has a 96% similarity to a variant of SARS found in bats in 2012. Um, also, according to Dr. Stanley Perlman, a professor of microbiology and immunology at the University of Iowa who studies coronaviruses and is a pediatric infectious disease physician, it would be impossible to take such a virus and make the kind of changes required to turn it into SARS-CoV-2 in a lab. One would need a virus that's 99.9% .9 similar, and even then, only in theory, it might work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now on to so what angry. brand... So I know, angry. I know, I know, I'm, I know. I went from zero to furious, <laughs> and I'm still just maxed out. Because I, like, I... Uh, we've known this. Uh, so there has been someone reporting this the whole time. And yeah, every day, every fucking day. <laughs> if these people, these people being the propagandists and the misinformation, disinfo agents that are out there like Russell Brand, mm. if you are, if you care about a lab leak, how about you get up in arms about the situations that capitalism and deregulation 
that are making these situations, like the situations where zoonotic yeah. diseases can mutate naturally in our world, worry about that. That's that's much either, less profitable uh, yeah, to, to not, the outrage, not to, to the outrage and racism cycle that his audience engages in. Yeah, and uh, we have to look past China. Because that, because right. there are situations in every factory farm in America. Yeah, just look on your own front fucking doorstep. Um, you know, we we have problems in this country. Um, you know, fewer than the U.S. because we are more heavily regulated. Um, but still. Yep. Um, now on to what Brand was saying about Michael Schellenberger's supposed revelations about the origins of COVID nineteen. Schellenberger has a substack called Public, which seems to focus on censorship, COVID, and conspiracy theories. Uh, there's a piece on there, co-authored with Matt Taibbi, uh, saying that they have <laughs> saying that they have U.S. government sources stating that the first people sickened by COVID-19 were scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, the piece asserts that these three scientists were the patients zero, that COVID-19 originated at the WIV, um, Wuhan Institute of Virology, and that gain-of-function research was being undertaken, uh, which is what caused the thing to happen in the first place, according to them. From everything I can tell, it's complete horseshit and conjecture from dishonest actors with no editorial standards and a huge axe to grind. Uh, really, it highlights what is probably the biggest problem with independent journalism, particularly independent investigative journalism posted to the internet, which is that the person writing it is also the editor. Meaning, when it comes to something being sourced, double sourced, or confirmed, they basically don't have to do that unless there's a risk of someone suing them. The only time they can be forced to give up a source is when a judge in a court compels them to do so, and even then they can re refuse, and they'll then be found in contempt of court, do some jail time, and end up an eternal martyr to the right wing. In or this just case, pay a fine. Let's be real. Or that, I, but in order to do that, they'd have to admit that it was bullshit, and and I don't think like I well, think I'd say in lieu of jail time, because I mean, what we've learned from Alex Jones is you can just not participate in vast chunks of the legal process, True. and sometimes come I, I, out on top. Not in these instances, but in previous instances. True. The he come out with a slap on the wrist. Was he found in contempt of court? I know his his um, his lawyer was, wasn't he? Um, the, the, it's hard to keep those straight, and whether or not he should have uh, been in contempt, like he did, yeah, he was in contempt, but not necessarily charged. I'm just thinking about previous uh, previous lawsuits where Alex just was given the benefit of the doubt? Question mark. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and there's also, you know, you've got the question of of kind of civil suits versus um you know a criminal absolutely yeah yeah and, and, and there's there's that aspect um but yeah ge generally being to say it's complicated it and is, there's not a lot of oversight who knew law is hard <laughs> um yeah uh so yeah um 
being found in contempt of court usually involves some jail time, I think. Um, but yeah, there's, there, there are variables. Um, there always are. Uh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in this case, it's incredibly unlikely that Schellenberger and Taibbi would be sued. Um, so they can make up as many US government officials as they like with literally no pushback from an editorial staff and no consequences for lying. Obviously, I can't guarantee that they're just making this up, um, but with these individuals being the same purveyors of lies, half-truths, spin, and conjecture as our boy Russell Brand, let's just say the odds are ever in favor of this being bullshit. Um, again, biggest problem here is that we're having to take their word for it, and at present no one can yet concretely disprove their supposed sources, meaning they just get to spread this nonsense as far and wide as they like with remarkably little pushback. It's, oh um... God, I'm so mad. I'm so yeah! Mad. Yeah! It's a real fucking issue. I'm sorry I'm being redundant. I just, it's mm -hmm. still true. And I just, so that is something that I do want to point out that it other podcasts that you know point this out as well and i think it's valid there are journalistic standards there yep. are fact checkers like there are facts that exist in the world that are correct yep and can be checked and verified there's a system there's rubric so there's kind of this um there there's a an idea that's been bouncing around the internet you know as soon as like kind of cute because QAnon. The mm -hmm. posts made by QAnon are that's supposed to be a government informant. Allegedly. How are we not exactly? So how are we not? I mean, that's basically this. It's it's as robust of a reference. If yeah. Schellenberger yeah. and Taibbi are still just saying a government agent official, yeah, just just U U.S. government like officials, you know who. Yeah. Uh, who who have said, oh yeah, it's a, it's a hundred percent them. They were definitely the first, you know. And and yeah, there, there's no one that's gonna sit there and argue with it. Like the the most I've seen from the places that were covering this story was um, obviously, you know, they're they're anonymous, so we can't be a hundred percent sure. But <laughs> you know, it's oh fuck off. Um, the, the the saving grace is that you know most most sane media outlets haven't covered this at all, so that's that's something. Um, but yeah, obviously it's it's still it's still going to get thousands upon thousands of of people. Uh, yeah, you know, and there are unnamed sources in legitimate journalism all the time yeah, for a number yeah. of reasons. Oh yeah, that doesn't mean that they still have to be vet. Someone behind the scenes is still fact checking. And mm -hmm. is double checking and making sure that that source isn't the like you can't just have. I mean, it's you're basically saying I saw a random tweet. And to be fair, okay, this isn't fair. I'm just pointing out that the disinfo agent, stochastic terrorist ilk, mm. takes the WHO or the CDC they will cherry pick information just as easily from them when they want it as, as a random tweet or a movie they saw yeah. the reality and the, like the validity has very little to do with be getting mentioned and getting thrown into the pot when they're cooking up their little stew. Yeah, no, no, they, they don't really seem to care much about how, uh, 
how respectable the, the the source is you know how how trustworthy the source is let's put it that way yeah. um so the, this next keep that clip, in mind everybody yeah this next clip takes a bit of a weird turn and so if if Fau fauci of course is the per because they like under barack obama gain of function research was banned in the united states so they transferred it to a little old place you might have heard of it called wuhan and uh, and indeed it seems that bill gates and we can't prove this and we've got to be careful about this haven't we especially on youtube mm. Rand paul is saying and we've got no reason to doubt him i don't think that bill gates is the number it's one research yeah. he's funding it mm, that's what he's saying certainly he significantly funds the who 88 percent of its total philanthropic donations come from the bill and melinda gates foundation certainly bill gates set up the Glo global alliance for vaccines and immunization 750 million dollars he put into that for the first part of his life it was all paper clips and windows wasn't it it was all about that he helped us in a much more mercantile and observably profitable way now bill gates's help has moved in a much more diffuse and yet still helpful forms mostly medicines isn't yeah it? So that at the end there, I wondered if it was sarcasm, but it seems like they're both genuinely saying like, oh yeah, no, Bill Gates is good and, and helping us with, with medicine. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have the presentation of sarcasm for me. And I'm British. I know sarcasm very fucking well. <laughs> um, and, and that, that didn't feel a bit, it's, it's a weird take for a show that spends a good chunk of its time demonizing the man. Um, and look, for, for, the, for the record, I am not going to defend Bill Gates at any point. Uh, my only Yo. job is to make sure that critiques leveled at him and others like him have some basis in fact and not in conspiracy theories. Um, but that was a really weird turn. Uh, the WHO funding statistic is misleading, as we went through in the last episode. The Gates Foundation provides 6.9% of the WHO's total funding. My favourite part of that clip, though, was definitely... We can't prove this, but Rand Paul is saying this, and we have no reason to doubt him. <laughs> that was outrageous. Also, 6%. I remember, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mental uh, note, we're going to cover that. Already have. <laughs> never mind Ugh. the fact that in that very same clip uh, mm -hmm. that, that Russell is playing, Rand Paul is lying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before I forget, uh, this whole thing about Bill Gates funding gain-of-function research in China is completely unfounded nonsense. Um, there is literally no evidence of it anywhere. Um, Rand Paul just, he just seems to like saying it. He keeps saying it without presenting any evidence or citation or anything. Uh, the most specific Rand Paul has gotten about it is saying that Gates funds the WHO more than some countries do, therefore that's suspicious. Um, were I Bill Gates, I would sue the living fuck out of this man. Uh, what Rand Paul was about to say just prior to Brand cutting off the clip was that Bill Gates is the largest funder of trying to find viruses in caves and bringing them to big cities. And then what happened in China is they went eight to ten hours south of Wuhan, two to three hundred feet deep into a cave, found viruses and took them back to a city of 15 million. Rand Paul, in that interview, said that Bill Gates was the cause of the pandemic with literally zero evidence. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking incredible. Well, um, at least he's in the government. Great. <laughs> Yeah, and at least, you know, like he's mm. on fucking Fox News and shit. At least he's being platformed. That's great. Um, Rand and Paul his hair is terrible. I'm sorry. It's like a baby's hair, apparently. Uh, 
Get out uh, of here. And if anyone has that hair, uh, has a hairstyle similar. No one has that Good hair. for you. No one, you know no one has that if hair. If you do, rock it in style, that's fine. Um, but you aren't, no a, you aren't in Congress. Just <laughs> cut it shorter, man. I can't. Like, it's, it's hard enough to hear insane bullshit out of someone that looks really professional but like yeah to hear it from like the the guy that like also kind of looks like the sassy barista like i, I don't know and it's he's 60 tough. he's 60 years yeah. old you're God grown damn it, man. you're grown my dude supposedly Sorry uh, about commenting on appearance but it's just distracting it's distracting for me every time i see a clip of him saying something it is distracting and, and it does look a bit silly ass, but you know, you, you can't control your hair, but maybe, I don't know, Boris Johnson always messes up his hair deliberately. So I wonder if it's a similar thing. Growing you know, it, it out is like, is it like if, if it's your hot boy summer, that's one thing. And I will trust you for, with <laughs> a latte. Paul's hot, hot boy summer. <laughs> um, that's a hot boy summer haircut. Rock it. Do your do. That's fine. Oh, but like, my God. He's to, the fact that he's saying such unserious things with mm. an unserious hairdo, but has real dire consequences for the country. Has very genuine power. Yeah. Is what is alarming. That's the hard part for me. Yep. Yep. I I do not disagree. Um so Rand Paul says that mm. Gates caused the pandemic. Uh Gareth Roy believes it was someone else. But if you look at it in terms of like the cause of of the pandemic, we now know because of Michael Schellenberg and Matt Taibbi that the NIH, who, who Fauci was ahead of, funded gain of function research in Wuhan that led to patient zeros and then potentially the start of this pandemic. So it was Fauci who did it. Ah, oh, that was fucking predictable. Eh? Um, again, the the NIH doesn't fund gain of function research. That's just bullshit. No. Um, so yeah, there we go. We've got our we've got our two guys. Uh, next up, uh, as as mentioned, Rand Paul makes his assertion about Gates. When eight to ten hours <laughs> south of Wuhan, two to three hundred feet deep into a la into a cave, found viruses and took them back to a city of fifteen million. There are many many scientists who think that Bill Gates is wrong in funding this, that our government's wrong, that the Chinese government that Bill Gates sue this motherfucker. He's yeah. saying that you're solely responsible, or at the very least culpable, for the entire fucking pandemic. Like that, it's it's astonishing. I don't understand and the clip why is on he's Fox News. Right. I would say the the importance of recent legal actions towards uh, Alex Jones and Fox News. The mm. importance is not even necessarily the result in and of themselves, but the precedent. The precedent that has not yeah, been yeah. set before. So we're we in a know, system of common law. Mm. Yeah, we know that we can. The the you know all of us understand there can be consequences where there was not previously precedent for consequences. Mm -hmm. Significant so consequences. Do it. Mm hmm guy with money yes guy i agree can, yeah it's like you can afford to sue the fuck out of this guy just do it yeah um, i'm not suing anybody but you no, can we we can't afford to uh <laughs> in this next clip brand once again wants a referendum for literally everything 
do you think? Do you agree with Rand Paul? Do you want that kind of research done? It seems to me that is the very kind of topic that should be exposed to the searing heat of democracy. Do you want gain-of-function research or do you want bureaucrats and billionaires deciding that you want gain-of-function research, funding it, potentially profiting from it, even though it sounds risky and potentially that risk has already been realised in the last three years? Let me know in the chat where you stand on that. And is this a matter for an evolved democracy? Christ, how slow would our society be if we followed his ideas? Like, literally every decision would require an immediate referendum. Um, it's also again, socialism. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> the way that, like, socialist uh, organizations function. As, as This is, maybe it's off topic or maybe it's a tangent. But uh, the way that, say, a, like, a worker-owned co-op of some kind. Mm. Um, when there are big decisions, everyone gets a vote. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, I'm not sure if we could get Russell Brand to say that he is a socialist. I, I, don't, I don't think so either. I, I don't think he would say that because it has a very different meaning, as we've discussed before um, in America, to what the actual meaning of the word is. I Yeah, um, I'm searching for the edges <laughs> of where his, like, because he says so many left sounding things mm -hmm, and anti sounding mm -hmm. anti-capitalist things but i want to find the edges of mm. practic i mean not even just practicality like where are his solutions what does he, oh, he think did is going to happen doesn't provide any never has None. never will um absolutely never will uh that's that's not his his remit at all he just wants to say we need change give me money and that's that's pretty much his gig <laughs> yeah pay to join my chat chat so you can yell at it with other awakening so you, so you can be you can be awoken um again i do not trust the public to be well informed on complex issues uh especially no. when they're being informed by shitheads like this one like Ultimately, that's what's going to happen in a situation where there is much more immediate democracy. Um, you're going to get people like this fucking spreading bullshit to. Yeah, to if there were no the money in politics, if you could not purchase yeah. Yeah. attention, if you couldn't yeah. purchase attention of the public, man, that may be more fair. Um, I know if, how if, much if, people if, actually vote in this country. The numbers are shockingly low. Can you imagine what the what the voting numbers would be? Say there was like a referendum every week. Like, can you imagine? Jesus even even Christ. if even if no. it came through to an app on your phone, right? Can you imagine how shit the numbers would be within weeks? It would it would like the first couple it would be a novelty, and then everyone would get fucking bored. I really don't want to like, think ah. about it. It'd be awful. Yeah, no, yeah, it would be. It would or be terrible. it'd become like next door. It'd be it'd be some kind of awful. I don't know. I I mean, because. There, the 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 local politics and petty squabbles really can um gum up the works yeah i, I just I, the thing oh okay man oh man it's just so absurd <laughs> yes it's so absurd. Um, his right. entire ideology is completely fucking <laughs> absurd. uh right. next Breaking news. uh <laughs> brand makes a bizarre comparison before a bit of self-aggrandizing 
us. And isn't this the very kind of idea that should be scrutinised? Let me know in the chat because I'm genuinely interested if you're like, no, we've got to have our precious gain-of-function research. I mean, it's not the NFL. It's not, it's not the Premier League. It's not like part of our culture that we just can't give up, is it? It's not the MTV Awards, which we all know is where the great presenters shine most brightly, don't we? We do know that. We always agree yeah. that. Um, yeah, for, for anyone wondering what he's on, that, that's where he got his start. Russell, Russell Brand was an MTV presenter at one point. Um, so because something isn't an inherent part of our culture, like various forms of football obviously are, we should be content to do away with it, apparently. Um, taking this argument to its logical conclusion leaves us with only the parts of society which have a rich tradition, uh, literally denying any and all societal progress. But also, the, the part he's missing here is that the purpose of actual gain-of-function research, the actual thing that happens, not what we've just been talking about, um, is medical in nature. And I would say that we have a pretty fucking significant history of medical research, especially over the last couple of centuries yeah <laughs> so yeah so there we go it, it is part of our culture fuck you brand oh my god uh, yeah. okay yeah. it's not part of our culture like football shut up it really um, so, you know i come to these episodes and obviously i'm you know i'm coming in cold don't know what's going on mm -hmm, and i mm -hmm. think sometimes there are going to be subjects that don't make me as angry <laughs> the yoke's on me, friends. Oh, you sweet summer child, I you. Know. <laughs> I apparently uh, just fell off the turnip track. Speaking I of monogamy. Uh... Speaking of stories that are going to cause you rage, uh, next up, Brand pivots to what will be our main story of this episode. <laughs> Isn't it interesting as well, the way these issues are continually framed? It reminds me of a story that we're going to be doing in a little bit, and then, of course, everyone's covering Trump and the secret boxes. People talk about, oh, why has Trump got those boxes? But isn't the more important subject, what is in the boxes? If there's plans for a war, then that's the story, really. You can already <laughs> see how this is going to play out. Uh... Okay, we, we've gone from rage to hysteria. That's fine. It's um, bold. It's bold. It's bold. So, so yeah. Brand is about to spend the rest of this episode providing cover for Donald Trump with some fantastically obvious whataboutism and obfuscation. <laughs> so, the, uh, <laughs> the technical mm. difficulties that happened before the record uh, mm. kind of unlocked the slumber party laughing inside of me where <laughs> it's just like oh no this like because because <laughs> what i was watching uh was al went silent on my end it was, of my headphones, it was silent oh well yeah, yeah but i could clearly see you saying the words what the fuck over and over and it was <laughs> so funny and i'm i'm sorry i was laughing at i was laughing with i don't know where no, it was no, it's but it's fair. that little kid trying to be quiet and go to sleep laughter that just has it's been fair. unlocked there, so there that's are just some a... things there are some things in this world that are objectively funny no matter the context one of my personal favorites um is the is the sound of someone either in the dark or in another room hurting themselves <laughs> yes! so, so so you just hear this 
ow yeah <laughs> it's just like that's funny that's just funny yeah. no, no matter what or like no the, matter what especially if you, if you then hear like yeah a, yeah, yeah just a oh! yep. it's yep. like that's great yeah that is that yep. is always going to be funny yeah uh, <laughs> right Absolutely. so so yeah it's a coping mechanism into, it's just yes, it is no, what it is no it's it's <laughs> necessary i think for this show uh so before we get into trump though gareth roy wants to go back to covid I think the, like, the other important point about this is that, you know, highlighting Bill Gates and Fauci might seem a bit like, well, is it really just those two? And it can maybe feel a bit like, well, you, you know, you can't just in, you can't just blame two people. But we know if Michael Schellenberg is correct, that Fauci was involved through the NIH in the funding of this in Wuhan that could have led She's to not. the whole pandemic starting. We know that both of those were involved in the explanation of it. They were sending emails that were redacted and uncovered by Jimmy Tobias of The Intercept and other journalists who found that they were, in terms of the proximal origins theory, encouraging this idea that this started in a wet market. So, the proximal origin paper is one of the most read papers in the history of science, uh, basically saying COVID-19 was not constructed in and then leaked from a laboratory, uh, laboratory, sorry, uh, instead highlighting the likelihood of it being zoonotic. Um, yeah. Yeah. This piece from The Intercept, written by Jimmy Tobias, has what I can only assume is a willful misunderstanding of how science works. Namely, in the very early days of the pandemic, Fauci and several other leading virologists sent emails back and forth debating the potential of COVID-19 being a lab-created virus. After much discussion, they decided to attempt to disprove the lab leak theory. Now the way that which Jimmy is responsible, Tobias, that's the mm -hmm. responsible thing to do, and that's what they did. But the way that Jimmy Tobias frames it, it's as though the scientists would do everything they could to find another explanation. The reality, however, is that attempting to disprove something following the proper scientific method either leads to disproving the theory or not. They were perfect. They would have been fine with either outcome. The results would have been the same had they been attempting to disprove the theory that COVID-19 came from animals. The results would have been the same either way. Um, I would also like to point out that this piece from The Intercept is based on a series of emails and calls gained from a specific FOIA request uh, and by no means shows the full picture of conversations had surrounding this issue or the writing of the Proximal Origin paper itself. But yeah. according to Gareth Roy and Russell Brand, this is to be taken as the gospel truth that it was some big cover-up. Hmm. <clears throat> It's yeah, uh, a little bit, man, little bit man. frustrating. Um, a so little. Dealing, mm, just a, a touch. Just a touch. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So next up, we have a little bit more playing with fire here. Uh, well, they were themselves discussing yeah. the possibility that it had a clinical origin and closing down that line of inquiry, perhaps precisely because gain-of-function research is risky. And are we now experiencing those risks and how irresponsible th those uh, that have conducted it have been? It shouldn't perhaps be happening in the first place. Mm. We also know, obviously, that the last part of that is that they were both involved in the pandemic re uh, response. Fauci, obviously, for his role, which we all know about, and Bill Gates through the WHO and Garvey. It was all over the TV when he felt every 10 minutes telling you to put this on and take that off and stand over there. I, lo I love that he couldn't name Fauci's job. That was that, that that's my favorite bit of that. Is it through his his role, which we all know about? Um, 
So his role, Gareth, uh, was chief medical advisor to the President of the United States. Uh, is it a huge wonder that he was on television a lot advising people what to do when a pandemic is ravaging the country? Um, there's a weirder perspective here that because Fauci and Gates had something to do with the pandemic response, they are therefore responsible for its creation? It's another truly bizarre take, which I would like to apply to other walks of life. So bear with me here, right? Firefighters, <sighs> right, Lauren? Uh -huh. Firefighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, have, yeah. You, have you noticed that they always seem to show up when there's a fire? Like, there's always a fire <laughs> when these people... Crazy. Well, I, I reckon... Maybe it's because it's them that's starting the fires and then they put the fire out to cover up their misdeeds and they get paid for it. Oh, or, or, right, doctors, right? You ever noticed whenever there's a doctor around, there's loads of sick people, loads of sick people around doctors, all the bloody, it's clear to me that doctors are spending their time intentionally making the populace sick and then treating them to cover up what they've done. My dog is going berserk. Sorry, buddy. I think we're all in agreement that this is a very frustrating subject. Yeah, I agree. I hear He's it. Uh, yeah, he was he was dreaming. Um, oh, yeah. that's uh, cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I would have I would have made a joke about the police in the U.S. Um, making Ooh. crimes, etc. But feels like there's a deeper truth to that one. Well, so. also. You were mentioning firefighters and stuff. I was like, well, there was the one guy, but he got convicted of all the arsons. There was so that. And then, and, and back when, um, back, oh, back when, uh, back, back in the very start of US history, there, oh, yeah, there were yeah, the, yeah, com yeah. the competing fire fire gangs, weren't there? Basically, that would, yeah. the, that would start fires. Yeah, but they weren't covering that, up their but... crimes. <laughs> no, they weren't, no, they weren't trying to cover anything up. They were like, yep, we yeah. did it. Now yeah, pay yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Pass to put right. it out, you bastards. Um, it was extortion. It was totally different. Yeah, yeah that's a completely different thing. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, it's just, just a fucking weird thing. Like, because you're there dealing with, with the, the the aftermath and the explanation of it, therefore you started it? It's it's just bizarre. Oh, but they put, this, uh, they put this line of, this kind of type of thinking. We've seen it already, too. So I'm, I'm, mm. I, I, I <laughs> my nerves feel calmed somehow by noticing the patterns at least yeah the to complete try to figure fucking out backwards gymnastics going on here it's, yeah. it's much like much like the thinking on how charity works you know right yes um exactly. it's it's yeah it's it's incredibly it's baby brain uh, so, but we know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it's a, a trend so this next clip illustrates just how little Brand knows about the stories he's covering. What he's about to show is a clip from Fox News on The Bottom Line with Dagan and Duffy. Instead, Russell thinks there's one guy called Dagan Duffy. <laughs> Let's have a look at this story. This is on. This is a mad-looking news story called The Bottom Line with uh, Dagan Duffy. He's a bloody good broadcaster. Actually, I don't know which one's Dagan Duffy. Is it him or her? Who, who cares? They're both nuts. I don't know if you've seen them before. Have a look at them. <laughs> Your personal data is up for sale, and I like it, baby. She that sounds like Cher in that bubble voice yes. song. Yeah, if like I that. could turn back time. Yeah. Like What's that. the other one? The more modern one that she Can did. break through? That one. That's Godly. it. Oh, I wish I had. Hold on a sec. We need. Wait, it's worth it. <laughs> this will be good. <laughs> wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth it. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> 
ah, that was embarrassing. <laughs> was that supposed I'd, to be Cher? Yeah, yeah. So, so all the, my other thing is like, when you're, okay. yeah, right. When, when you're talking about that song, why the fuck would you pick "I Can't Break Free" as the line rather than the anthemic chorus? Do you believe in life after love? Yeah. Right? You know what? What? It's just baffling. There, there are so many things about this man that vex me, but that that that's pretty high up on the list. Of course. Yeah, to be to be fair, <laughs> I have since found out through recording this podcast, which. You all had, you get a, a catalog of all my experience and practice in this <laughs> very feed. And I can tell you that sometimes your brain doesn't really give you what you want. As I learned when I was looking at a clip uh, from The Exorcist and I called it The Shining and I was like, wait, what did I say? Huh? Yeah. Your brain maybe. will give you weird stuff. My background on my computer is the carpet from The Shining. I love that movie. <laughs> I have a visual aid. I made masks. I forced Mike to print fabric with the shiny carpet. On. It was, I had it to hand. I, I like the movie. Out, I will point out at this stage, Lauren, exactly no one has given you shit for getting that wrong for all of five seconds. I don't care about <laughs> anyone else's opinion. But what I'm saying is, it, it, it's an excellent illustration. Like, I'm going to hate it till I'm dead that I said that. But, and it yeah. doesn't, that's, it's no one else's business how much do you know, I don't do you like know myself I, sometimes. But I get the feeling the that Russell is, doesn't have that problem. I wish you would. Well, but that's the thing is, like, is you don't always have the words that you need. I, yeah, don't wanna, yeah, no, I don't want to come at somebody for that fair, who's riffing. Fair. You know what I mean? Like off the cuff, because we all make mistakes. As a musician, oh, I'm gonna come at him. I'm I'm gonna I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna judge him for that one. <laughs> I am gonna judge him for that and one. And I think that we can choose the hills that we would like to 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 stake our 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 little flags. That's totally fine. I don't want I, like I, I <laughs> just because I made the mistake, I made mistakes myself, but then I take it seriously and correct it. That's yeah, this the is point. the thing. I, 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 don't, I don't think Russell is is keeping himself up at night, you know, kind of no. thinking, oh, I'm going to hate myself forever for saying that. That's I don't think that's an issue that this man has. Uh -huh. Oh, God. Well, right, I just, I, I, and I'd like to draw attention to the parallel as people mm. that care about being honest. And, and there's people who don't. Yeah, that seems to be how the world is divided, pretty much. Um, speaking of which, but I will get, waggle let's... fabric at the camera if, if if to prove a point if I need to, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine that's with fair. that about myself as a human being. Uh, let's let's get <laughs> for into the listeners. What... That's what I did. <laughs> let's get into what Dagan and Duffy are talking about. Oh, not not old not Dagan, Dagan Duffy. No, yeah, old Dagan Duffy. <laughs> let's get back to the news. It's being bought by spy agencies at the federal government. A report released by the Director of National Intelligence reveals that U.S. intel, military, and federal law enforcement agencies are buying and selling personal information. So they're buying it from them, probably. <laughs> they're buying it from Fox, MSNBC, CNN. These people are not your friends. So this story they're covering is true. Uh, U.S. intelligence agencies are buying personal data from private companies because said data is commercially available to literally anyone with mm -hmm. basically no oversight. Were I someone with a show about staying free, that would probably be my focus, that literally anyone, including intelligence agencies from other countries, can purchase data about you. Instead, 
these fucking idiots spend 10 minutes talking about how the mainstream media are bad because they're some of the companies that engage in collecting and selling data. They could agitate for regulation and reform, yeah. Yeah. get people to write to their representatives, something, anything. They have millions of followers, but no. Instead, they just decide to dunk on the mainstream media because it's easy and it suits their narrative. Fucking thank assholes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's what keeps just the the blinking light in my head that just keeps saying regulations. What you want mm. is regulations and oversight. Yes. That's what you keep asking for. I cannot nod my head any harder not, than that. Right? Yes. Right? Oh it's God. it's it's ridiculous. It is and ridiculous it's, at it's, this it's, stage. Uh, that's what you want because mm -hmm. and I can tell you as a completely deregulated country it's gone real <laughs> shitty because when you have regulations you have to prove that you can follow the regulations and the regulations were replaced well the re regulations were removed and the argument was that well, not the argument was what we were left with is oh well you can still sue companies if they do something wrong instead mm. of having to prove that they can operate safely and effectively then it's left to the consumers and to mm. citizens to yeah. sue companies that get to do whatever the fuck they want we have to pay for it we have to prove it in yep. court which is massively more difficult more yep. time consuming more money more everything it fucks everything up yeah, I mean, I've got to say, being in a more heavily regulated country than yours, it's much better. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not That's perfect, borne out. but it's it's not in... perfect, but it's definitely better. Yeah, yeah. We have found that out just through happenstance and random mm. text messages. We've already mm. found out quite a few things in that regard. And that's what drives me absolutely nuts about the regulation, like the, the deregulation conversation, because we aren't paying less for our government. No, we aren't getting no. a deal because they stopped doing their jobs. Yeah, no, no, and and as well, my uh, my prediction um, post Brexit is that that is what's going to slowly happen to the UK. Is we're going to slide into being the into the into being the US with with you know with no oversight. Because the thing is, that the reason that. Um, one of the big reasons that uh, people wanted to leave the EU was to get away from EU regulations. That's so stupid. Um, yeah, so stupid. completely backwards. Um, oh, it's yeah. the fault of the just, it's the fault of the propagandists. You know, they're, they're, yeah, there's there's. Mm, I've eaten there's, food mm. outside of the U U.S. Mm. <laughs> the food at a Seven Eleven in Copenhagen is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> compared to the crap that we get like it's just like the, it's not the same everywhere it's actually mm, no. different like no, no, life food, is actually food, a lot food nicer especially yeah, yeah. oh it's yeah. very obvious oh, yeah. food and wages google it just give it a give it a jujal and you'll find out yourself yeah or, i mean don't don't use go, the uk as an example i'll say that because because we're in our own kind of different kind of hell over here but yeah there are definitely yeah, y'all are in a transition period to to what we do which is i'm sorry that's awful yeah i i, I don't like any of what's happened no. in the uk since at least 2010 um anyway uh, yep yep, yep, <laughs> yep next yep. up uh brand has some weird thoughts on how culture works 
Does Terence McKenna, the great late Terence McKenna, that psychonaut, that ethnobotanist, that genius of the plant mind would say, the culture is not your friend. Of course, the culture generates magnificent things. It created Jimi Hendrix. It created David Bowie. It created John Updike. It created thousands of geniuses. It created you and me together right now. But ultimately, what is the function of the culture? It is to contain you, condition you, to conform you, to institutionalize you, and to make you passive. What? So... Jimi Hendrix, David Bowie, and John Updike exist to conform you, institutionalize you, and make you passive? I mean... <laughs> I'm living proof that's wrong. <laughs> surely, surely those things that make up the culture represent the supposed purpose of the culture, right? So when... When we look at the heroes of any specific age, it's a reflection of society during that time. But I, I don't know. According to, according to Brand, I don't know. Hendrix was a globalist. Like, wait, Dude. that's why he died. That's why he died. He rebelled. So maybe <laughs> Bowie was a globalist, right? He lived to a decent-ish age, you know. Quite, quite sure Bowie would have told Russell Brand to fuck off. That oh, I can yeah. almost guarantee. I would have uh, loved so to see that. So would Jimi Hendrix, yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know yeah, what? I, we, don't even, I don't even need them to say it. It's not, you know what? It's implied. It's fine. Um, but yeah, we, weird perspective and weird quote there from Terence McKenna, um, who was a, an enormous advocate for everyone taking LSD. Uh, you know, I, I don't disagree with the principle, but I'm probably not going to take political advice from the guy. Uh, you know, that that's pretty. He, he literally spent his entire life advocating for, for that. Um, for legalization and for everyone to do it, uh, which fair enough. I mean, but, you know, I'm, be I'm careful. Not gonna... Yeah, <laughs> I'd um, say I'd yeah. say mostly sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, on board yeah. with like the legalization and the make commonplace all that kind of stuff, but also mm -hmm. if you have certain um, mental health predispositions, you need to be careful. Mm. So yeah, and, and trip the, responsibly. The trip responsibly and maybe not like all the fucking time um you know because because that can cause problems uh diminishing hmm. returns it's hmm. not even it's just not practical like if you want to get like really fucked up then like you know well moderation. i mean with psych with psychedelics especially that's a that's a different beastie um you know yeah. b b because of yeah. because of how it affects your brain and i i yep. yeah Oh dear. Um just terrible, terrible taste. That did not make any sense. Um, like that nope, was just nope, just words. Nope, it was just words nope. he threw into a bag and shook. John Updike of of Run Rabbit fame. Um, you know, he exists to conform you. Uh <laughs> anyway, uh in this next clip, Brand wants to cover something that is too hot for YouTube. It's too controversial and critical <laughs> towards the powers that be. So he can't possibly talk about it until he's solely on rumble in fact he's gonna start a revolution now listen we're gonna leave you now on youtube or twitch or twitter or social bot or hand clap or truth social whoever the hell you're watching this to show you what you've long believed now you're gonna want to click on the link click that link in the description to jo join us on the home of free speech baby which is rumble to have a look at exactly what parties the powerful were conducting while they were telling you to sit down mask up and shut up before you coronavirus to the lovely old grandma look at what they were doing in the background of their parties you can see their signs saying stand two meters apart while they're agadooing and boogieing on down 
on in a conga of absolute deception and treachery. Join us only on Rumble. We cannot show you this stuff. It's too explosive. It's going to it's going to incite revolution this. It's going to incite revolution. I told you. I told you that you'd incite a revolution. Join us right now on Rumble. Are we off yet, Gal? Cuz I don't we're are off. we off? Are we we're off? off. Are we safe? Are we safe? Right, yeah. okay. So, uh, for anyone out of the loop, uh, during Christmas 2020, Christmas was essentially cancelled in this country, as everywhere was in a pretty tight lockdown. Uh, Boris Johnson and his government of cronies, on the other hand, were holding Christmas parties, cheese and wine lunches, and generally ignoring all of the laws they were enforcing on the rest of the country. Um, it wasn't just at Christmas. Uh, on April 17th, uh, the Queen was forced to sit by herself at her husband's funeral and not be anywhere near her own family. Uh, the night before, Boris and his ilk held a party with drinking and dancing for departing spin doctor James Slack. Um, so just fucking example of the hypocrisy, you know, and... and it was, I, like, I'm not a big fan of the monarchy, but it was heartbreaking to have to see the Queen sat on her own at her husband of fucking however many decades funeral. It was just outstandingly poor taste. I mean, that's still just, a, that's just an old lady. Like, yeah, no, well, she, she was, she was like the country's grandmother, I will say, you know, she, she, she'd been around that fucking long. Um, and yeah, the, the, oh, it's still oh, just it was, elder abuse. It was, it's just not nice. It was, it was you just, can... it was disgusting. It was disgusting yeah. to see, uh, that kind of contrast, the, the lack of responsibility and just the, yeah, and the blatant I, not giving a fuck. Um, I can understand, you know, like I, and I get why Russell will be covering it. I, I feel like this is a well-worn news item. Well, so it, it, it well, this is what I'm going to get into because Brand believes that criticism of this behavior and criticism of the former prime minister is too hot for YouTube. Um, so here's a clip that is regrettably on the Telegraph's YouTube channel, mm. um, and it's Labour MP Jess Phillips talking in Parliament about Boris Johnson and his parties. Uh, and 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 I did steal this clip from YouTube, by the way. So there were people in our country who listened to Boris Johnson talking on the television. They took away from him what the rules were as the primary message giver in the pandemic. They understood the rules and it cost them their lives in a completely different way to that that has been discussed so far. The idea that Boris Johnson didn't understand the regulations I mean, it's a cracking defence on his part, I have to say, because it basically means he's too stupid. He's either lying or he's thick. Uh, I, I, and as somebody said somebody wasn't mutually exclusive earlier, I think that's the case in this instance as well. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Zing. She's, yeah, she's got some spectacular points. I, I don't Bring mind. Her. Uh, Hell yeah. I don't mind, Jess Phillips. Um, <laughs> I would like to point out that Partygate, as it's called, is what finally ended Boris Johnson's political career as an MP. Um, the findings of investigation uh, of an investigation into all of these parties is what caused him to resign, uh, hopefully never to return. Uh, consequently, criticism of Boris Johnson and his behaviour can be found within seconds of simply googling his name on yeah. YouTube, social yeah. media, the news, fucking everywhere. But when Brand covers it, oh, it's just too hot, it's going to incite a revolution. Mm -hmm. 
fucking charlatan. Um, we're we're, we're going to skip the rest of the coverage on it because it's just these two idiots taking the piss out of two of Boris Johnson's aides for about seven or eight minutes, and I have no time for that. And I I'm, I'm I don't <sighs> think it's necessarily reasonable to cut it, but I'm so bored with this story at this point because I just get to be reminded of how. Um, I mean, first of all, it's just like it's a party, fine. Uh, and then and like it's not fine, it's bad. But mm. there isn't a lot more to say about it. No, like, no. Yeah, they broke the rules. The rules were thoroughly broken. This okay. was bad. It, Done. Yeah, was yeah, bad. Yeah. Was bad. Yeah. Should be punished. Okay. Yeah. Was and bad. Just re- did happen. Yeah. Done. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go, yeah. Fuck off. Everyone who did bad, fuck off. Um, but also, it just is this stark, painful reminder of how little enforcement or any type of uh, accountability happened in my country. So mm. it's a little unrelatable. A little unrelatable. No, I get that. And um, I mean, in, you know, in a disappointing the, way. And it's just like, the, oh, I'm extra disappointed. Cool. Thing, mm. Things having consequences in your country doesn't happen that often either. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I do to get rich people, no. <laughs> no, no, not, not, to, not to politicians or the rich and powerful, of which Boris Johnson yeah. is both. Um, Ask the parking ticket I got for being in the wrong place for like a minute and a half last week. Yeah. Uh, Listen, plenty yeah, of consequences. Don't don't get me into parking. Like any, anything that's that's not a percentage of income um, is 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 just yeah. It's uh, it's something that the rich just don't give a fuck about. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway. Yeah, uh, it's why no, totally. it's why. Where was it? Finland, I think. I, I can't remember which country. The, the one of those countries has um, speeding fines, etc., done on on percentage of income. Um, so like, oh. so if you, if you've got, it, it's incredible. I, I think it was like, I don't know, a couple of years ago that like, people have been fined hundreds of thousands, um, for, for speeding. And it's, it's just wonderful. It makes um, sense. That's it, it actually makes a deterrent. Sense. Way I didn't, it didn't sense. even occur to me. I'm like, I'm just poor. Like I'm a poor person. So right. I think I'm, I have poor brain where I'm like, wow, no, that would I, be I, amazing. But yeah, there's I no incentive known. for rich people to not do whatever bullshit they want to do because I have any, known. It, like a fine is just a fee for That's whatever I, you want to do. I have known people like rich people with with their cars just park anywhere. Because yeah. they don't give a fuck about the fine, because they're like, oh, that's just that. That's just how much parking is. Is how they consider that. That's just how, parking. Is that is that fifty quid fine or whatever? That's just what that is. I've parked on double yellows. I'll be there for six hours. Eh, fifty quid. Eh, you know, that's, that's just yeah. the way they consider yeah. it. You know, they do put um, that in reality shows on the BBC too. It's kind of entertaining, mm, like mm. the you know the hotel. Like any kind of like service industry, like this is what the inside of a cruise ship looks like. Let's see what everyone does and how many pallets of mangoes we need. But also that, that kind of like uh, when someone parks their, you know, their Lamborghini uh, mm. all akimbo in front of a very fancy place and everyone just has to freak out about it. So I do. Yeah. Under- at least there's <laughs> it's visible. You can yeah, see no, it because not yeah. here. Yeah, no. I mean, no. No one's addressing the problem, but no. but everyone's kind of aware of it at least. Uh, so next, Brand introduces his editorial piece about Trump and his boxes. 
Now, though, another story that helps us to understand the ways in which the brinkmanship of media narrativization operates. We are in the midst of a great scandal where there is an attempt to indict Trump, presumably to prevent Trump running again on the basis of his uh, possession of boxes of secret documents. But what is in those boxes? Apparently, as we heard yesterday, golf shoes and golf shirts and golf memorabilia. That's part of it. But also, potentially, and perhaps more interestingly, although equally interestingly, plans to invade Iran, which seems extraordinary. Here's the news. No, here's the fucking news. Okay, so first up, uh, apparently this is only a big story because the media are trying to stop Trump from running again, supposedly. Uh, if shit like that worked, he would have never gotten off the ground in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, the outrage no. has only ever fed into his success, except in cases like this, where this is legally actionable shit. Um, in terms of golf shoes, etc., being in the boxes, if anyone missed it, that was part of Trump's defense. He said that the boxes of classified intelligence were mixed in with his personal belongings and that he had to go through every single one before giving them back just to make sure his stuff wasn't left in there. And he'd just been too busy since his presidency ended three years ago. Uh, so, there's that. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to use... <laughs> I'm going to use a phrase that served me well in my previous career as a tattoo artist or just doing art stuff still generally is that your lack of preparation is not my emergency. <laughs> just because yeah. you didn't sort your shit yeah. does not mean you get to break the rules. No, <laughs> no, that is, that is not how it's, it works. It's, it's an astonishing attempt at an excuse. Um, we'll it's get into dumb, the Iran. And also probably a lie probably a lie oh, it's, it's definitely a lie yeah. it's definitely a lie oh my golf shit's in there you know like, shut up uh, uh we'll get into the iran war situation in just a minute but first let's hear russell's opening salvo into the editorial what's in the boxes stop talking about the fact that he's got boxes what's in the boxes is it plans for a war with iran mm. What's in the box? We live in a world where people will censor Trump's post-arraignment speech. Also, we're fetishizing the fact that Trump has got these boxes. How dare he take those boxes? It's a transgression. It's awful. We can't have the contents of those boxes revealed. Why? That would give the Russians or the Chinese or whoever we are supposed to hate this week a terrible advantage in their ongoing potential perennial war against us. Or is there a possibility? And just let me know in the comments if you agree. But contained within Trump's boxes are plans for a war against Iran. Has been alleged in some quarters. If that's true, that's more important and indeed chimes quite nicely with the previous revelations under Cheney, Bush et al. There was a global imperialist plan for the next American century to invade Iraq. Done. Afghanistan. Done. North Korea. Working on it. And Iran. Let me know in the comments where you stand on this story. <laughs> so... <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't. With, so the, okay. this this relates to a larger conspiracy about taking over certain countries the U.S. doesn't particularly like, including North Korea. Apparently, yeah. Um, what? He seems what? to be a little bit preoccupied with North Korea because, as far as I'm aware, there's yeah. nothing new on that front really. But he keeps bringing it up. Like, yeah, I only hear it coming from like you know right wing like 
pundit yeah. folks yeah. no yeah. one's which i mean kind of a bummer you know it's not going yeah no I, I, we I should wish be more was, concerned but there's not I a lot wish we can there do was progress being made but yeah it seems totally. to be the the status quo is is uh is carrying on as far what as could the, <laughs> what could the u.s possibly want from north korea because that's why we war I, it's because we yeah exactly it. yeah it's, there's it's nothing assets. to take um yeah I, why would we do it like and that's I, listen that's conspiracy talk like that's like I, a conspiracy theorist can get on board with me in that mm, idea that mm, yeah there's motivations for the u.s uh to execute you know like a, a military aggression because they want yeah. shit it's it's what been they proven want? it's been proven many times past so you know yeah. um yeah, okay. I, I, okay, I exactly I should... from from invading North Korea. I don't know what would what would be achieved there. Um, particularly, um, I'm I'm not you know I, I'm not entirely against deposing the regime that's there just for the record. But uh, sure, but, yeah, but um, like we're not gonna do it because it's it might no. be helpful. That's not why we do stuff. No, no, it's it's no, no, it's it's not altruistic. No. Let's let's put it that way. No. Uh, not at all. <laughs> um, so in Weird. this next clip, Brand Weird. gets into MSNBC's decision not to show a Trump speech as it would essentially be platforming lies and bullshit. Uh, but Russell has a different view. Now, tonight, after his arraignment on federal felony charges, he's speaking again, this time to an audience of his supporters that's gathered for a, a campaign fundraiser tonight at his, his golf club and summer home in New Jersey. Um, we knew heading into this that he was planning to make these remarks. We are prepared for his pre-fundraiser remarks tonight to again be essentially a Trump campaign speech. Because of that, we do not intend to carry these remarks live. <laughs> I can't. We cannot trust you to judge Trump for yourself. It's mad, isn't it? What they say about Trump? This guy is so alluring. If you hear him, it's going to blow your mind. I mean, it's pretty funny and stuff, but I think I can sort of like keep a clear head. I'm not like going all doe-eyed and giddy. Ah! Tell me what to do, boss. Ah, he's too alluring. He's too appealing. He's just too good for MSNBC to trust their audience. Or... Trump's a compulsive liar who will use any and every opportunity to campaign, including the hundreds of times he violated the Hatch Act. Uh, one of one of the brand followers asserted to me that <laughs> Russell doesn't like Trump whatsoever. And, well, I've got to say, this coverage begs to fucking differ, and you will see from the tone of the rest of this as well. Also, oh. uh, didn't have to go out of my way, heard the speech so many times. The like, arraignment speech, yeah, the post arraignment speech. It was yep, everywhere. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah. everywhere. The clips were everywhere. So yeah, MSNBC decided to use journalistic rigor because mm. those are real rules that exist mm. to not platform lies. Yeah, and and it wasn't even we're never going to play this. It was we're no. not going to carry this. We're not going to carry these remarks live yeah. because we we cannot trust that he is not just going to use this to campaign. Like we are going to wait and see what he says, and then we're going to cover that, like the actual relevant portions of it, at a later date. And they're also, <sighs> and legitimately, they're not going to give up on the ratings that pay off for cable news networks mm. and Trump. Like they mm -hmm. they don't want to give that up. Yeah. I'd say that's also bad like no one's no one's looking great here 
but no. not in the way that Russell is saying. No, no, but I, 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 I still think it's fair to to not um, to not platform the bullshit. You know, I think that's a good decision that that everyone should do, and they should just be like, yeah, this person's this person's talking shit. We're just never going to platform it when when they're talking shit. And I think that's well, the I mean, way that should be. Yeah. Um, it's not the way it is, but it's the way it should be. Or we um, do for a purpose. Hmm. Uh, exactly. Um. Next up. Uh, yeah. Bran just straight up talks some shit at a camera. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Because we know that MSNBC's attitude to censorship fluctuates. They were very happy to carry certain messages around the vaccines, which have since been plainly, objectively, scientifically disproven. You know how they covered Russiagate, the idea that Trump, who they're plainly obsessed with, was peed on and that he essentially was an agent for Russian interest. That's been disproven. It was never credible and they were happy to carry that all the time. This is just entirely bullshit. Um, yeah. he, he he doesn't specify which vaccine messaging he says was false, but my guess it's the whole doesn't prevent transmission thing again. Um, and Russiagate, as it was known, uh, was vindicated by the actual investigations into Trump's Russia ties. Mm -hmm. uh, we still can't guarantee that Trump likes getting peed on, but hey, we don't kink shame on this podcast, so whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Do what you I do. Don't I don't care. Uh, I definitely yeah. don't want to see it. There was like a hot Good God, there no. Where we were well, there was, there was, was going to be actual tape. Like, yeah, I was like, oh no. That's no. the last thing no. I Good ever Lord. want to see. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to mm. like. I don't, I don't I, no, no, no. If that, if that ever comes to the fore, whoever discovers it should seal it in concrete and dump it in the North Sea. That's what yeah. should happen to that thing. If you make me um, deal with that reality, I'm going to be more mad at the person that puts it in front of me. I don't care about knowing it. whether it happened. If 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 it's like, oh yes, he likes getting pissed on. Oh, good for him. I don't care. I just don't want any more information than that. Thank you very much. I just want the workers to get paid. That too. I mean, the if, if pissers they are, if and they the cleaners. Workers, yeah. Listen. yeah, yeah, the cleaners oh. especially, because that's a tough gig. Um, often, yeah. often the workers are the cleaners as well. You know, there is that. You know, you get the. I just the, like difficult. compensate for their time and, and effort. Yeah, it better be a big old tip. That's all I'm saying, really. For, for and that otherwise, guy? God, I yeah. fucking don't care. Like I, nope. I don't fucking care. I nope, care about real crimes that fuck up our country. I, I yep. so, oh, could not give less of a shit about the P thing. And nope. I'm irritated that care. I've ever had to think about it. Do not care. Do not care. Do not care. I'm quite sure I know people who enjoy getting peed on and more power to them. Um, oh, I definitely do. Great friend. Yeah, Wonderful. Yeah. And the, I also, like, again. So fucking what? Yeah. And I, listen, I could <laughs> be an old square and y'all get to do whatever. I'm. It sounds exhausting to me, but that's me. I'm tired. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's a, that's a running theme. We yeah. are tired. We are tired of this. Pour one um, out for me while you're at it. Yeah. I, I appreciate the sentiment, oh. but I'm a, pee I'm one out for you. Ah, uh, 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 okay. Thank Let's you. move on. I put that uh, out there and you picked it up. It's called I... friendship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I could make another pee joke, but I'm not going to write so, no, we, so, go. no, we, we need to come move on. on. We need to move on. Uh, so, <laughs> next, uh, Brand doesn't like it when people <laughs> ignore the facts, apparently. 
So when Maddow talks about the responsibility of the media to convey truthful information, it's just, isn't it the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? Is there anyone now alive that thinks that the mainstream media isn't essentially there to amplify their preferred perspective and ignore information that contradicts it? That's what they do, isn't it? If they're right-leaning, they'll amplify Republican messaging. If they're left-leaning, they'll amplify Democratic messaging. If you're Russell Brand, you'll throw shit at a wall and see what makes the most money and work outwards from there. Um... I've got to say, given that my entire purpose in this show is finding swaths of information that Russell intentionally ignores in order to push his narratives, this is just a little bit fucking rich. Yeah. <laughs> rich. Oh, rich. my God. Quite rich. Oh, <sighs> okay. Yep, just, just ridiculous. Um, and uh, next, uh, 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 I don't think Brand quite understands the horrors of slavery. No one will amplify this oh message. You cannot trust either of those parties. They're both owned by corporate interests that are globalist in their nature. If you don't demand decentralized democracy, your lives and the lives of your children will be a form of mediated penury and slavery. <sighs> Fucking hell. Uh, given that Andrew Tate, who Russell has previously endorsed on his show, was convicted of human trafficking just last week, one would think that he might want to avoid the slavery narratives for a bit. Um, apparently not. Uh, equating our modern existence to slavery is also just ignorant beyond belief and minimizes the abject horror so many people, especially people of color, had to go through. It's outrageous. Also, isn't I? I agree completely. Uh, mm. And isn't decentralized democracy anarchy? Wouldn't that be technically what he's advocating for? Um, I think he means it more. Or he's like, on, he calls himself he, like an anarcho syndicalist or something, right? I guess I'm. Oh, uh, who the fuck knows what he calls himself these days? Oh, right, um, I know, but I, I think what, what he more advocates. What he more advocates for is is more kind of like local, it being like on a smaller scale. Um, but basically, as I've said, he just doesn't trust anything when it gets to a certain size. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't know how his system would work. Um, again, he's never made it clear and never will. Uh, but uh, Also, but like yeah. having, what, six million followers on YouTube doesn't sound very decentralized to me. I don't know. What do no, I know? No, no. I mean, his his, I his following. He's he's kind of building a cult. That's kind of what he's getting at. Hmm. Um, you know, that's that's why he he makes sure that there is plenty of distrust in anyone and anything that isn't him. Um, you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, also, I didn't mean to gloss over the comparison to slavery. No, thing. It was like us oh, no, no, I can't. No, no. I, no, I it's just fucking nuts. It's just Awful. fucking nuts. Um, Completely also, crazy. The biggest problem with big business backing both major parties is that they're globalist in nature. Like I know we've discussed the anti-Semitism around the word globalist before, but I'm really starting to feel a hard J coming on here. I really, I think it's, I think and it's under there And we switched to Rumble, somewhere. right? So I, I oh, do yeah, we're clarify. well on Rumble. We've been so on Rumble you, a while. So yeah. Rumble, all right. So I do want to clarify. So he starts on YouTube, which is he named the other platforms that they also disseminate that to. And then yep. you click the link and then you can go. So you can view on Rumble for free. Yep. Correct. But if yep. you I don't, pay, I don't pay for this. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I figured, but, I, but, I'll, mm. but you pay for the chat and the, the chat live locals. Feed. Yeah. 
Yeah, so okay. so when you're when you're on locals, you can see the when you're on paid locals, um, you can see the live stream, um, and yeah, you get access to the chat and gotcha, all okay. the comments on things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, yeah, I was just curious because, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't use Rumble uh, for Good. <laughs> reasons that are probably pretty obvious, but um, yep, 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 yeah, yep. I just I I. I just wonder what's behind a paywall and what isn't, and what I figured. I figured. I just wanted to clarify yeah, also no, for the this, listeners this if is, they don't. You know. Yeah, this is still free, and obviously the first fifteen minutes are on are on Rumble as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It is. I mean, we're fine. Um, so, Whatever. So, so, but, gotcha. but, um, but, yeah, I can, I can definitely feel like there's, there's some, there's some underlying anti-Semitism. I think just kind of, just poking its little head out every now and then. I, and that's I why know. I was asking about Rumble because it's like, well. Mm. Uh, that's, that's the place so where, that's where all bets are off okay well the thing is yeah rumble being the uh quote home of free speech um mm. is it means it's the place where you can say nazi shit and no one bats an eyelid that's yeah. what that actually means you start you start going around the dark corners of rumble and fucking hell um i, I don't do want not to. recommend do not recommend um oh. okay brand tells on himself a little more in this next clip as we have said before in these circumstances there is a cost to us as a news organization to knowingly broadcast untrue things. The idea that the media is responsible and conveys information on the basis of its veracity is simply untrue. It conveys information that is expedient. The objective is <laughs> use Trump to increase views, but not so much Trump that the Democrats don't win the next election. We want the Democrats to win because, you know, Rachel Maddow, who I keep telling you I think is a nice person who I actually like, appears at Lockheed Martin funded events. The world has gone all unusual. In the 90s, 1980s, would it have been plausible that a military industrial complex company like Lockheed Martin who make missiles that blow up kids could sponsor gay pride? Because the idea behind the LGBTQ plus <laughs> movement is tolerate and love everyone. You can't have a weapons manufacturer sponsor. That doesn't make sense. Okay, hold, hold, hold. I can see the rage. I can see the rage. Um, right. Uh, no! Yeah, there, there's there's a lot. Reminder, Don't we're supposed to be... Bro, I can't. I can't. Oh. Reminder: We're supposed to be talking about Donald Trump and his boxes the here. What we've what, what we've gone on to is gay pride, right? So, also, first up, the the only reason I can pretty much guarantee that Brand is platforming and covering Trump on his show is to generate views and appeal to his base audience. I also can't ding, ding, think ding. of any. I also yeah. can't think of anyone who conveys information that is expedient but untrue more than Russell Brand. Um, unlike most other right-wing shitheads, Brand really does find anything and everything and throw it out there, which is why yeah. our show averages about three hours at the moment, mm. unlike comparable podcasts, because I yeah. just have so much shit to delve through. We're working on um, it. We're working on it, everybody. Uh, oh. um, as for Rachel Maddow attending Lockheed Martin-sponsored events, she attended Pride. Uh, there was a Pride march in Washington, D.C. that was at least partially funded by Lockheed Martin, who apparently consider themselves a progressive and diverse employer. We could get into why that shouldn't be happening and the inherent problems with the corporatization of Pride, uh, but we would be here for a full fucking day and it would yeah. mostly just be you and I screaming. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
For now, however, let's just say that Lockheed Martin sponsored a Pride March and Rachel Maddow is some kind of evil because she attended, supposedly. Uh, as if she has any fucking control over who uh, who sponsors things. Um, yeah, is she going to not go to Pride? Because Lockheed Martin sponsored it? Fuck off. Is a sponsor. Um, well, yeah, 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 exactly. A sponsor. Um, I would just like to specifically repeat what he said, that... Uh, we want the Democrats to win because Rachel Maddow appears at Lockheed Martin events. I've got to say, to painting Lock a Lockheed Martin event is right. Shocking. I know it's great. It's um, fucking shocking. And we want the Democrats to win because Rachel Maddow appears at Lockheed Martin events. So, so it's painting Lockheed Martin as a company that the left wing supports. It's A, complete bullshit. B, distracts from how much the Republican Party fucking loves wars, the military, and the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. And C, is actually a little bit of stroke of fucking genius there, I've got to say. That, that, is, that, is, that is a nice diversionary, like, fucking whataboutist we nonsense are, We can give it thing. up to the Somali pirates. And yeah, no, I that's, that's, completely that's, agree. It's a, it's a good I'm tactic. I'm judging from how furious I am. Because in the last, two, last few clips, mm. we've invoked slavery <laughs> and, the gay liber and gay liberation. Yeah, and we've done so in defense of Donald Trump. <laughs> fucking real yep. there was almost no more gay pride at all like there was yep. gay yep. pride in the 80s sir that didn't yep. exist that was yep. still protests like yep. that was not it was not a march pride, it wasn't like pride a fun is parade. a protest yeah. no it's not a fucking parade day, absolutely a fucking protest and there was plenty to protest in the 80s specifically how dare you oh my mm -hmm. god i'm hot and so mad i can't ah and you know how you can tell that it's still a protest? It's because of how uncomfortable it makes so many people. Um, so, uh, yeah. in this next... Just in go, this next... you'll see. You'll see how yeah. people fucking oh, yeah. Most people are amazing. And yeah, I have a huge problem with, like, corporate rainbow washing, retail rainbow washing. Obviously, But capitalism is putting these people on the right side of history. And if Lockheed Martin is pressured to provide the same services and the same access to their LGBTQ employees that they do to the straight ones, because that's just the right thing to do. Fine. Fine. Yeah. 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 There, there are, there are some positive outcomes um, because of shit like this, even, you know, it's, it's not, it's not because they want to fucking do it. It's because it's kind of a necessary part of their existence at this stage. Um, yeah, it's just anyway. it's, it's, capitalism has reacted. And if you think that the people, like, if you think the left isn't taking them to task, you're crazy. You're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. It, well, it's 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 willfully it's willfully misguiding uh, yep. his audience. Um, so in this next clip, Russell does something a little bit sneaky. And yet, MSNBC and CNN are willing to platform pundits to speak about war, in particular the Ukraine-Russia conflict, that have ties to Lockheed Martin and Raytheon without declaring their credentials. You know this is a very common phenomenon. They're presented as military experts. Well, I think there should be a war. And why do you think there's a war? Because I sell stuff that goes through the roof in wars. And when I say go through the roof, I mean it goes through the roof into the living room, blows up a whole wedding party. Many of the retired military leaders employed by networks like MSNBC 
MSNBC as paid contributors have secondary affiliations that are rarely, if ever, mentioned, leaving viewers in the dark about whose interests they're promoting. None of the leading networks makes a regular practice of announcing its military analyst financial ties to the Pentagon, connections that could colour their on-air comments. During its Ukraine coverage, MSNBC failed to include disclosures when the network invited on former Homeland Security expert Jay Johnson, who serves on the board of directors at Lockheed Martin, the world's biggest defence contractor. I'll remind you, this is a story about Donald Trump and his boxes. Uh, so for audio listeners, uh, that last part about uh, MSNBC failing to include disclosures came from a different source to the initial section stating that none of the leading networks were properly disclosing their military commentators' connections. Uh, that was done so without saying a word about it. Mm -hmm. um, that first article being covered is from the Washington Post, published in January 2020. Um, I can't find any stories or coverage about this since, at least not from any reputable media sources. Um, so I don't know whether the situation remains the same or not, though my guess would probably be nothing's changed. Um, either way, real current events here. Uh, the second story is from Jacobin, a mostly left-leaning publication, uh, but I have noticed a real pro-Russia trend going on throughout their site, which is a little bit worrying. Uh, the article spends a length of time insinuating that the reason the U.S. is involved in the Ukraine conflict is to make these companies lots of money and basically ignores the humanitarian aspect. Uh, oh, and it was published in April 2022. So, again, not like his team are desperately hunting down anything they can find that will support their narrative or anything. Um... I will say, as someone who is largely pacifist, I agree with the thrust of the argument that anyone who comes on the news should have their financial ties revealed up front. And I'd like that to include politicians, business people, celebrities, everyone, as it could absolutely cover the uh, color the commentary of every single one. Um, so I'd like to take it a step further than Russell here, but uh, then I wonder whether he'd want his financial ties examined, uh -huh. you know? Mm, mm, yeah, like, mm. there are uh, complaints that uh, I have that are completely valid are wrapped up in this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> Donald Trump like, and his really? boxes. <laughs> yeah, like Donald Trump is was Rachel Maddow in one of the boxes? Is that... That was the Jacobin in one of the boxes? I don't understand. It, it would be a story. Uh, what the fucking point is it? Like the uh, Rachel Maddow held hostage at, by Trump. Yeah, <laughs> stuffed yeah, into I a mean, box. That's a reality show I'd watch. But like, <laughs> I but I love trash. <laughs> Sorry, uh, mm. but like that. <laughs> mm. um, no, but no. truly, like the the it's one thing to watch a bramble, you know, like the five <laughs> yes. minute bramble. That's one thing. But the fact that this is a produced segment with uh, like uh, clips of. Yeah. Yeah. This has been edited. And heavily. images. Yeah. That, that mm. are quoting sources that are cited. Mm hmm. It seems mm -hmm. a bit, a bit mm -hmm. um, tightly quoted, but still cited. And mm -hmm. they happened. Mm -hmm. And that's a thing. What are we talking about? Like y'all, this isn't yeah. this isn't a random, you know. This it's it's not a bramble. This is an edited video, yeah. and it's like, yeah. what the fuck are y'all talking about? It's just what? Ah! Yeah. I so love to up. know how this ties in. I'd love 
to. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how we. Uh, we'll see how he lands it in a minute. Um, that groan I'm going to translate is no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, you're not going to enjoy this. Uh, so what Russell has just. Uh, oh no, sorry. Hang on, I'm reading the wrong thing here. Um, yeah. Next up, uh, Brand misses the point. This military industrial complex agenda becomes significant again when you contemplate what's in the boxes. Stop focusing on Trump and how bad or crazy or brilliant and fantastic you believe him to be and figure out what is in there. Because there is at least one fairly legitimate claim that plans for an American war against Iran is in those boxes. So you will be able to observe perhaps over the coming months how agitation with Iran begins, escalates until it's necessary because of humanitarian crises to go to Iran. I feel like we've seen seen this playbook before. So what Russell has just asserted is that there's a very high likelihood that in amongst the boxes upon boxes of documents Trump clung on to, there is a classified document detailing a potential invasion plan into Iran. Uh, the point that Brand is willfully dodging around here is that if that is the case, Trump shouldn't have that document. No. It is it is illegal for him to have any classified documents. And while he claims he declassified everything in the rest of the boxes, I seriously fucking doubt it. Um, and Trump especially shouldn't have that document if he's then going to wave it around in front of civilians who have never had any right to lay eyes on it, which there is a recording of him doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly, I was like, the recording was like, again, True. it's been everywhere. There's so much coverage of this and it's been everywhere. Okay. I. Yep. Also, I don't know, man, We <laughs> there's plans. Somebody's got plans to open a Cold Stone Creamery franchise. Are we going to do it? I don't know. And we'll get to I, that in a second. Cool. <laughs> we're going to open a Cold Stone. Is that the, that's the business plan? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going into ice cream. Um, uh, I mean, that's, that's that's the thing is, but at the same time, like, the uh, brand yeah, ice cream I've shop. Been... Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I, Ugh, we already <laughs> ate ice cream. I don't need that in my life. Uh, oh, yeah, no, the, um, the... Wait, we... wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Important question. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, God, don't make me choose between my children. <laughs> okay, you can you can have two it or three if you on the need, day. But... So, I did just Ooh. recently have Superman, which was like... What the fuck is Superman? <laughs> That's not Here's a flavor of ice cream. Oh, my... Well... <laughs> All my like really favorite little kid flavors of ice cream probably aren't legal in the UK because they're I mean, brightly we, colored. We, well, Honestly, yeah, but we we, we have you know we have the thing that it's supposed to be flavored like at least over here. You oh, know. this isn't real. No, this is food science entirely. This is better Superman flavored. <laughs> now just like a man in a blender is what it would. Just like. Superman in yeah. a blender is, yeah. is yes. It's liquefied man. Uh, liquid, mm. Yeah. No, uh, Superman is. It's, I think it was. It's three different flavors. One of them is like there's like blue birthday there's like birthday cake there was there's already like a okay we, a we have birthday, birthday cake, cake over like here the blue birthday cake flavor that's already kind of not real it's like blue raspberry isn't really raspberry it's just okay yeah yeah, a yeah, sweet yeah, yeah. flavor that we've concocted in a lab so you extrapolate yep. that to the the 
blue it's like blue moon is sometimes referred to as the uh flavor of ice cream but they put that in with something else it's like all okay. it's all the really <laughs> i just got embarrassed my embarrassment just <laughs> caught up with me i started talking <laughs> and i had a lag on the humiliation train because i'm a fucking adult <laughs> you're an adult in love with superman ice cream and um blue moon Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge. It's like but those... three different little kid flavors jammed together, and they just call it Superman. It's I'm time. not. I'm not gonna judge. Chemicals can be delicious. Um, I know. I, 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 that's, I, yeah. that's my current fave right now. But we it's we, not... we have like we have um, yeah. What's your favorite? We we have now, like unicorn. Can... We have like unicorn flavored ice cream and shit here. It's 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 sure. a thing. Um, pro probably less brightly. I bet you can't see the colors when you turn the lights off, unlike you. No, exactly. I was gonna <laughs> say ours, ours, are, ours are a bit more probably reasonable for human consumption. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, there, there was, uh, yeah. In terms of favorite flavors, do you know how the cheap ones? I don't mind like a banana ice cream. Actually, there's something about that artificial banana flavor that does it. things for me. But in terms of my all-time favorite, I'm I, I'm gonna have to go with strawberry. Strawberry yeah. ice cream. Right? Yeah, that's you know, our go-to. Totally. Strawberry, especially like the really nice ones with like proper chunks of strawberry in them. Yeah. Like my, my, I'm, 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 I'm deeply, deeply disappointed that um, over the last few years, um, Thorntons have stopped doing ice cream. They're, they've removed themselves from the high street. Um, they're they're a chocolate manufacturer. I don't know if you get okay. them over in the U.S. That's um, a gas station here. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Uh, no, no, they, they, they. Um, they they do incredible chocolate, um, but nice, okay. uh, but they but in their in their shops they also did amazing ice cream oh. and their strawberry flavor was the best in the entire country. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it had yeah. like these fucking chunks of strawberry in there, like it, it was it was sweet but not too sweet, and it was ah oh, and the yeah that oh man, I miss that place. I do miss that. That was like a. That was like a once every few months treat, and it's gone. You are your face <sighs> is so wistfully not wanting yeah. to keep listening to Russell Brand right now. I no, I want it. a Thornton's like, ice cream. Is what I, I want. know it's very <laughs> obvious, which is charming. Oh, that's great. Yeah, oh, no, you're a God, that was good. Man. Yeah, I am oh, curious. And do you know what what I really like. It a... would have been worse right now. <laughs> yeah, no, well, well, I really like a coffee ice cream as well. Coffee ice cream's great if it's um, done right. Ugh, yeah, so yeah, that's true. Bad. That's true. You can you can get ones that are like way too artificial and and horrendous. Um, but yeah, a good yeah, coffee yeah, ice yeah. cream, a good coffee ice cream is great. Oh, it's exquisite, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, right. So let's get back to what this fucking chuckle fuck is talking about. Um. So in the in the next clip, uh, Brand starts talking about war pundits while Rachel Maddow is still talking about not showing Trump's speech. Uh, so he's intentionally miscontextualizing what she's saying, uh, and and he insinuates that Trump is anti-war. We are here to bring you the news. It hurts our ability to do that. We can't advocate for war if people keep saying war is bad and kills children. So we're just going to get people on that work for Lockheed Martin who won't talk about that. If we live broadcast what we fully expect in advance to be a litany of lies and false accusations, no matter who says them. <laughs> no matter who says them. Oh my God, Hunter Biden laptop, Hunter Biden laptop. Let me know in the comments which thing that CNN and MSNBC have ignored is agitating you most in that moment. Ah! No. 
I'm I'm not I'm not getting into the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing. It's a wild it's a wild goose chase in a field of bullshit, and I've got no interest in covering it. Yeah, and uh, five hundred podcasts have covered it. Do you need a link? I'll send you all of them. You can I guarantee go you anywhere all, else. All of them say nothing because yeah. there's fucking nothing to talk about because it's all just horse shit. Oh my God, thank you. Jesus Christ. Um, I just realized mm. I, what I said and it could go mm. two totally different ways. I mean, c reasonable coverage of the Hunt Pine laptop because I'm sure there's like a bunch of QAnon psychopaths. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I didn't mean that. Oh my God. But yeah, I I just, the, the subject has been done to death, which is basically, it's, it's a nothing burger. They, just, they won't fucking shut up about it. And I don't um, want to talk about it. I am so tired of it. I don't so give a fuck. I do not care. Also that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, let's move on from that. Uh, next up, Brand uses his news show to rail against advertising in news media. We can't fund this without adverts from Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman. I just want to say, sometimes it's worth having a war just to see how good their missiles are. Oh, the way, whoo, all over, like, so it doesn't matter who it blows up. We don't try not to think too much about that. Enjoy this bit, whoo, oh, that bit, don't worry, oh no, oh, they're just like us. Ah, don't think about that. No, it's not for them. It's for probably some other sort of company, which I pray don't benefit from wars. Harvard Health Review researched why people take supplements. The top response was hope. They hope, these poor bastards. Vitamin and mineral supplements will help overcome a lifetime of poor diet and exercise, and they hope they might offset family health issues. Oh, wait! He's done it again. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so mid-roll ad in the middle of an editorial for the same company, if, if you notice. Um... So, annoyingly, I couldn't find anything to suggest that they profit from wars. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, what I oh, did find... Oh, I'm happy you tried. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I looked into it. I, I, yeah. Which is not to say that they don't, because I don't have their financial records. They're a private company, not a public company. I can't see any of that shit. So yeah, they might. We don't, it's also, we don't know where their investments are. Yeah. Definitely possible. Um, they're, they're based in Texas, you know, and, and the... the uh, the the CEO, um, I think, on his about page, he he loves uh, he loves he loves the United States and he loves capitalism. He wrote that about himself. Um, like, yeah. okay, Texas um, checks out. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, what I did find, however, is that Brickhouse Nutrition, who make Field of Greens, have an affiliate program, which I'm quite sure is what Stay Free with Russell Brand is signed up to. Mm -hmm. For the record, literally anyone can apply, uh, have a bunch of ready-to-go media assets given to you, and get an amount of commission for each sale, which varies depending on how much you sell. Anything over 10,000 sales gives you 25% commission, which is huge when considering Field of Greens retails for just shy of $70. Given for Russell's what for what for one like for one well, for one tub which is 30 tub, okay. servings. Um right so that's $70 for 30 servings. Um <laughs> So yeah, like say say a month. Uh given Russell's 1.2 million followers on Rumble alone, I imagine his figures are looking pretty fucking great around now. Um, you know, you, you, you start to do a bit of maths there. Um, you know, 10,000. I can't imagine how cheap the stuff in the tub is. I can't even imagine. To manufacture? I don't know. As, as I said um, last time, it's literally just like powdered vegetables and fruits. Uh, that's if you're lucky. 
Well, that's what it says it is. Um, <laughs> um, maybe a couple of bugs in there because the US is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the yeah. rat content is no more than 3%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're the I US. Think, <laughs> yeah, I, th I think yeah, I think insects was like 10% or something like that. It was, it was, it was a lot higher. Um, so yeah, when you start to extrapolate, like the <laughs> the bug eating, okay, but like the bug eating narratives that we're also hearing from right yeah, it's true. It's like you're all, you're already eating them. I wouldn't worry. It's you're fine. Rich. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, when you start to extrapolate the maths from that, so you know, o over ten thousand sales, uh, anything above that point gives you twenty five percent commission. You know, he's got one point two million followers. I don't, I don't know what kind of conversion rate he's got, how many people actually click through and buy the thing, but, you know. Right. Like, and there's no way we I, can know. No, no, it's it's not possible. Man. Um, it's, not, it's not possible for us there to find There is something kind of great about being too poor to be grifted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in this particular way. Obviously, we are all susceptible, and we all yeah. have our, our things that can get to us, but uh, not this one. Yeah. But even even like if even if you take one percent of his of his followers on Rumble, yeah. a conversion rate of one percent, which is fucking low, that still puts him above the ten thousand. Um, you know, and and I I think like that that would put him at that's like one hundred and fifty. And who knows, like something like that. They um, may very well give him some kind of promotional rate because they can to keep him. There may be that as well. What what no, I'm kind guessing. of what I'm. Guessing. What I'm slightly suspicious of is that, uh, well, what I think has happened is that they found, they found this deal, they found this affiliate program, and were like, "Hey, twenty-five percent is a big fucking cut," um, and decided, right, we're going to hammer on that, uh, and you know, signed up for this affiliate program, and and I I wonder how much of an awareness Field of Greens has you know because I, I i don't think field of greens or, or brick house who make it approached him for advertising um I, I i don't think that's what's going on here because the the stuff that he um like the the link and everything and and the you know his his personalized url etc for this is it comes along with the affiliate program um you know so i i mm, yeah i i wonder i wonder whether he's just kind of found this and be like, I'm going to make some money rather than it being, you know, an official advertising thing like with like with Manscaped, for instance, which I think might speak to why we're seeing this for a second time, because normally normally yeah. his yeah, advertisers yeah, yeah. Right. kind of switch out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering if he's like, wow, 25%, I can make some fucking money here. Um, well, but know, also he, if they're uh, like, hey, this is going well, let's give you 35, let's give you 40 geez, to keep them yeah. To say yeah. it more, like it just yeah. the thing is, is we yeah. have no. This is all speculation. This is where this. Yeah, this this is, is it. No this idea. is it. This is this is yeah. just based on on what I could find. Um, but yeah, it's all mm, definitely a little bit interesting. Um, also, let's just talk. I mean, okay, nope, I can't talk about the supplement industry. No, nope, <laughs> we do not have time. Um, Sorry, we. No, nope. I'm sure we will get into that. But want uh, to? But can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the the reason the 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 other reason that I don't think that this is you know kind of paid advertising from Field of Greens is the way that the actual advert itself is constructed is is very Brandian. Um, it's very, it, you know, he's he's not reading copy, um, you know, and he's not kind of riffing on bullshit. Like he 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 even makes a claim that. Um, 
God, I can't remember exactly what the fuck it was, but like, there's there's no evidence to suggest that um, uh, multivitamins uh, make you any healthier, right? He says that at the start of the advert. You know, there's, there's yeah. no evidence yeah. to suggest that multivitamins are uh, are actually good for your or work. Um, and he says that uh, there's no evidence to suggest that they're any better than a placebo, is what he says. Um, and then later he he cites a study. Uh, that um, that showed that out of two sets of people, the ones taking uh, multivitamins and the ones taking the placebo, their health wasn't markedly different. Um, and it's like, well, okay, but maybe there are more factors to this than that for a start. Um, yeah, also, you know, there, there are more factors to health than that. Also, let's look into the actual fucking study itself that you're that you're showing off here. Yeah, in regard to health studies, I'd encourage any listeners <sighs> that want to know, mm. we don't have to go into it. Listen to Maintenance no. Phase. Maintenance yeah, Phase is an yeah, amazing yeah. podcast that covers, like, I j even stuff that you thought was common knowledge, settled science, old hat stuff we all yeah. think about we all know is complete bullshit so yes. we don't necessarily have to cover that uh yeah. do i do i want to rant and rave about the supplement industry sure am i no i'm sure we will i it wouldn't shock me <laughs> if uh sure. it wouldn't shock me if if this guy goes down that route on his own at some point when he uh when he smells the money but we'll we'll see we'll see and that's he's, the point um, really is like he's, he's making money coming and going and that's what that's true and he, he's relevant he's He's early on the propaganda train. He's not quite gotten himself settled to to set up manufacturing and shit like that yet. So you know, um, or just oh, vanity no labeling. Vanity labeling, as it probably no. will be. Um, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we see the shabby outro to this ad that's just been shoved into the middle of the editorial again. Uh, and Russell says he's not right wing. That's BrickHouseRussell.com promo code brand. This is by Branko Markatic, the great left-wing writer writing in the left-wing organization Jacobin. So if you're a person who's like traditionally Republican or right-wing or libertarian or independent, let me know in the comments. Listen to this. This is from the left. This is one of the things, like with me. Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's right-wing. I'm not. Yes, you fucking are. Yeah. Um, so the article he's about to get into is, again, from Jacobin, which, as previously mentioned, is mostly left-wing, but has some troubling takes on Russia. Branko Markatic, on the other hand, well, he's got plenty of pieces for Jacobin, uh, but every fifth story or so is about how the US shouldn't be in Ukraine. I've covered this a little before, but in the case of this war where Russia have invaded a sovereign nation, being anti-interventionist is being pro-Russia. Mm -hmm. It winds up with the same conclusion, which is Putin just blatantly taking a country which isn't his. Uh, Markatich also spends a lot of time attacking the left from the left, which I take moderate issue with when the left keeps eating itself and the right keeps galvanizing, um, especially in a fucking election year, etc. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, I almost forgot about this. Remember in our first episode, uh, the whole thing about the CIA supposedly being complicit in 9-11, you know, the Don Canestraro, all that shit. Markatich mm -hmm. wrote a piece about it, saying it was disgraceful that the, quote, establishment, unquote, wasn't covering it. Um, 
In okay. case anyone's in case anyone's forgotten, the thrust of that investigation was based entirely on anonymous sources talking shit, mostly one anonymous source talking shit, and not providing any actual evidence at any stage. Um, so that's the quality of journalist that we're working with here. Marge noise is all I've got. You really you so, nailed so, it. I'm just mad. Oh, it's 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 the left. <laughs> It's it's a left wing piece from the left. Fuck off. Um, Which it's it is difficult because the left, the big tent party, is mm. so many of us, yeah. and we are we do have diverse opinions, and yeah. I it is very difficult to maintain in my own human body brain person the idea that yes I also don't want to tear apart my own contingent the, the left and mm. i i don't want to go for people like go after people that are on my same side mm. but the left are the only ones that want any like real accountability or and at this point and he does also conflate liberals and left and that's not the same thing yeah yeah it does that every so often they're very as well. um, interchangeable phrases that I've, I've noticed that throughout his coverage and mm. he the one thing he's not stupid he very deliberately will mention like mention ideas next to each other and glide through them very fluidly mm. but you can't really pin him down because they're two separate sentences yeah so, no, no oh no. i don't conflate those two ideas that i just said in succession that's your fault not mine well, ab absolutely, and the the whole problem with with Russell Brand and the way that he formulates his content and the way that he structures the things that he says is that it's very difficult to pin him down as having said something. Yep. It's 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 very rare that he will just make an outright statement um, unless it's something that's very vague and generic. Or he'll um, say it goofy and then say it's a joke. Or that there is also that. Um, yeah can't forget that he is <coughs> a comedian um next up uh brand just kind of bullshits a little bit more yes in a detail that's been almost entirely glossed over central to this case are a set of secret government plans for attacking iran other than as a pure factual matter or to stress how recklessly trump treated classified information this has been little remarked upon just for a moment think about that like what we're focusing on is trump took them boxes that's bad it's classified information okay full stop what's in the boxes oh we're gonna have a war with iran do you want a war with iran well actually no i don't see how that's gonna help at all well we'll just keep telling you stuff until you do want a war with Iran. It's good because because of independent media like this and because of Branko Markovic's writing, we're able to tell you now. And in fact, you'll be able to watch this unfold. You'll be able to see, like, you'll watch the mainstream media. Iran are bastards now. We can watch it unfold in real time. That's why they're trying to shut down stuff like this, obviously. So, fun little thing that I'd like to point out. Um, we haven't seen the Iran document yet, uh, if we ever will, because knowing Donald Trump, he's probably eaten it or something. Uh, but <laughs> plans for an invasion are not the same thing as declaring war. Uh, yeah. The American military has had plans for invading any and all countries with whom it might have some conflict with over the last hundred years, including the United Kingdom and Canada, for fuck's sake. Now, I'm by no means saying I agree with the notion of going to war with Iran, not by a long shot, but 
I am not going to shit on the military for being adequately prepared in the unlikely event that it occurs. Uh, stuff like this is literally their job. Also, Brand and his crew have spelt Markatich's name incorrectly here. There's no K, there should be a C. Sorry, that was kind of unrelated, but that was annoying me. Um, so, it's the Cold, uh, yeah, the Cold Stone Creamery franchise plans. Mm, Are we going to yeah. make one? Yeah. No. Um, Are the plans there? Well, They're available. Well, I, I, I think I we, what we've established so far is that you, if you and I set up an ice cream shop, it's going to be a baller. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the, um, the, <laughs> I'm a re very real fear is being played on in my guts mm. right now. Mm -hmm. from this person mm -hmm. and it's because i've had to spend my entire adult life afraid of a war that we will go to uh not even i mean it's not really a war because you technically can't declare war without the consent of congress um fucking that's even complicated i don't fucking know uh we didn't want war the first time um enough americans did that it happened no mm. one I know, um, no one from my affiliations, um, my class solidarity, my peer groups, uh, were all terrified of going to war and wanted nothing to do with it. And the threat of expansionist war has been present with me my entire adult life. Mm. It's fucking awful. And to be manipulated in this way makes me angry at him because there's no yep. solutions there's like we all it's all speculation right like what what proof yeah. is there that these are like he's saying what's in the box we don't know i'm guessing how Pretty guessing much. is it like how yeah. is it like is there like there's no address mm. yep i mean for 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 reference in this country as well you know with it with going into uh going into that war back in the early 2000s that's what led to the what was at the time the largest protest that ever took place yeah. in the uk yeah. um you know because we didn't fucking want it either but uh that's what taught me to... from the time i was a little I, the time mm. i was a teenager is what mm. taught me that no matter how much protesting and how many voices that we raise against whatever the Whatever B has gotten in the U.S. industrial military's complex, the B in that bonnet will not be stopped regardless of what the citizens do. Now, I can't believe yeah. that as like I can't completely believe that. But that's the fear. And that's what yeah. that's my yeah. really fucking awful ex lived experience is exactly that. And I just want to point out that um, that him playing on those fears and our lived experience is exactly what makes, partially what makes you and I, in another kind of fucking timeline, his potential audience. You know, yeah. had had you and I not fallen into kind of, you know, learning about disinformation and propaganda mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff, had you and I gone down different paths... We could definitely have been this fuckhead's audience because, as we've said, on the surface, he's saying things we agree with. Yeah, we Absolutely. don't want a war in the Middle East. Of course we don't. We yeah. never did. Um, but, yeah. He's Anything just, our little, uh, our pathetic little teenage arms or whatever, you know, like, would shake our little fists and nothing fucking mattered. 
yeah no, you know like just no. all <laughs> occupy all that stuff was like oh cool we can Nothing all and, and... be unif like every person i know i i don't know it's not even uh, Nothing. i'm, it, I'm it, it overwhelmed was... because i've been emotionally manipulated it, yeah no exactly and it, yeah it was yeah, uh, fucking George Bush and and uh, mm -hmm. Tony Blair should both be tried in the Hague for war crimes. That's just that's just the fucking be all and end all of it. That and anyone wants to beg to differ, come at me. Yeah. Um, right. That's next. the stance of this podcast. Thank you. A hundred percent. Next up, we are going to rewrite some history on Trump. The issue stems from Trump's apparent frustration with what he claimed was a false narrative being pushed by the press that after losing the 2020 election under the advice of then Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu You're always going on about Benjamin Netanyahu. Let it go, Lynn. You're never going to meet him. Who was briefly removed from power before returning last November and the coterie of Iran hawks he'd surrounded himself with, Trump was dangerously close to ordering strikes on Iran that could have triggered full-scale war and had to be talked down from it by Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley. According to the indictment in a recorded interview Trump gave at his New Jersey golf club in July 2021 to a writer and publisher working on an upcoming book, the former president maintained the reality of the situation was the exact opposite. That it was Milley and the Pentagon who were pushing for an attack on Iran on a reluctant Trump and that the classified documents he kept were proof of this. That sounds very Trumpy to me, doesn't it? Like, I'm keeping those boxes. Couldn't fucking resist putting the Alan Part uh, the Alan Partridge thing in there. Yeah. Fucking, um, I I I know a hundred percent that they thought that was hilarious. Uh, so I mean, the the keeping the boxes bit does sound very like Trump, especially as that's literally what he did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I bet I beg to differ on the reasons for doing so. Um, we we have a bit of uh, he said she said going on here where it's one person's word against another's but what yeah. this boils down to is whether to trust the word of General Mark Milley former chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff or the word of Donald Trump so trust a respected general or a pathological liar um, General Milley says that Trump wanted to invade Iran, Trump says it was Milley who wanted to invade Iran and that Trump was dead against it. Yeah, to and tell me of those two individuals, who wanted to nuke a hurricane? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, yes. I'm pointing out a pattern of behavior, that's all. Oh yeah, I mean, I, mean, um, I, I, I think quick to anger is a fair description of, yeah, of I mean, Trump's general general Rash decision-making. Mm. Impractical um, rash decision-making. Yeah, so to, to illustrate the situation properly, we need to hark our minds back to November 2020, all the way to January 2021, right? So that little limbo period of time where Trump had lost the election but embraced the notion that the election was stolen to the extent that his followers attempted an armed fucking coup of the country on January 6th. Um, before like, this... What day of January? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, exactly. Um, so before this, there was a very real concern that Trump would seize upon his Reichstag moment, as Milley called it, and either try to use the military on the streets of America to prevent the legitimate peaceful transfer of power, or 
go to war with Iran, as there were conversations regarding the Iranian nuclear program at the time and potential for a war between Iran and the Islamic Republic, therefore kind of clinging on to power under the guise of, no, 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 I, you know, it's a state of emergency, blah, 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 literally following the House of Cards um, plot lines. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit much. Um, I, I'd like to further point out that these concerns about the uh, the Iran nuclear deal only arose because Trump decided to withdraw from it, uh, which is, you know, the the Iran nuclear deal is in place to slowly prevent Iran from being able to create nuclear weapons while still allowing them to have nuclear power. Had Trump not done that, this wouldn't have happened in the first place. Um, in any case, Trump and his cabinet spent months having repeated meetings about attacking Iran, according to The New Yorker. Uh, when asked why they were so insistent upon attacking Iran, then-Vice President Mike Pence said, because they're evil. Um, thankfully, on January 3rd, a meeting was held in which it was made clear that it was too late to attack Iran and would basically be too expensive, and Trump agreed to back down. Now, what I'm about to say is complete conjecture, and I have no way of backing it up, but I think the plans to invade Iran that Trump is clinging on to are plans that he made the military draw up from this period where he was pushing to attack Iran and somehow stay in power. I'm nodding. I'm nodding, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of just rewriting yeah. history and, and painting Donald Trump as anti-war, which people keep saying at the moment, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I It just makes me... That's another thing. It's like, I'm just being pranked. Am I being pranked? <laughs> I feel punked. like I'm being yeah, pranked. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so someone, uh, someone's going to... pranked is exactly yeah. what's happening. Because yeah. what? what yeah yeah and i i say nuka hurricane um just like as a goofy example but there were real examples that like this guy absolutely like uh, hostile like hostile aggression type like uh, to his own end and not paying his bills or like the two things he's ever done in his whole life fire and fury was the quote uh, towards exactly. north korea right you know like exactly. fuck off <laughs> fuck off exactly. was the anti-war <laughs> he would yeah. he would have loved a war he would have loved a war because it would have allowed him to be the big man um and also Can it would have imagine how much money his kids would have made with a war a fortune and it would have galvanized his base and probably yep. carried him through to a second fucking term that's why he wanted a war Yep. Uh, and he, yeah, you know, he absolutely would have, like, had he been able to start a war a bit earlier, he would have gone, oh no, you need to keep me. And, you know, I've started this thing. I want to finish it. Blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that would have fucking worked God, because it has before. Anybody wants to tell me about being, about somebody being anti war, oh, you better have receipts. And mm -hmm. you can't using the, the, just the phrase, the common understanding of the phrase that we all have of anti-war how mm. you and i understand probably how we feel about it anti-aggression yeah. yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. anti-certain wars but not others yes 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 exactly anti-aggression 100 percent yeah. which is which is which is where the important distinction lies with the ukraine situation exactly you know 
It's because um, being anti-war is just being pro-Russia's war part of exactly. it. I'm not anti. I'm not situations. I'm not anti-defensive like fucking situations. Like when when the Polish fought back when fucking Hitler invaded. Right. I'm not. I'm not going to criticize them for that. It's like no, you were being invaded. Of course, you're supposed to fight back. That's that's what's supposed to happen. Um, right. Anyway, so so yeah, yeah, that's 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 my position on the situation that we've that we've covered the, the whole Iran fucking thing. Uh, but Russell here is very clearly taking Trump at his word. Specifically, Trump showed them a pages-long set of plans for attacking Iran that he said were independently drawn up by the military and presented to him. Sir, we've got these plans for attacking Iran. Why? Good for business. I'll keep that. While the Washington Post's Philip Rucker and Carol Leonig's book, I Alone Can Fix It, alleges that Milley told a confidant that he viewed preventing war with Iran before the 2021 inauguration as one of his missions, it also depicts Milley as one of the advisers urging on Trump's drone assassination of Iranian Quds Force Commander General Qasem Soleimani. New York Times reporter Peter Baker's own reporting on that assassination at the time didn't depict Milley in the best light as he justified the reckless strike on the basis of reporting reportedly vague intelligence about threats that actually didn't come to pass. Oh, there's probably going to be some attack. Oh no, what should we do? I don't know, go to war with Iran? Where's them attacks? I don't know about them now, sorry, I forgot about that. Ah yes, let's just believe what uh, what Trump says. Um, so the assassination that Brand is talking about here of General Qasem Soleimani is widely considered a breach of international law as it was supposedly yeah. done to prevent an imminent attack, the claim yeah. of which was later walked back into being a much more vague to prevent future attacks. Um, however, the Quds Force, which Qasem Soleimani led, has been designated a terrorist organization by Canada, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, and the US. Uh, Soleimani himself was sanctioned by the United Nations and the European Union, and was on US terror watch lists. Um, those things are by no means perfect, but I do think it's fair to say this chap wasn't the best of people. Um, again, shouldn't have been murdered, but no, also I do, I do get it, you know, it's, yeah. Um, and if that doesn't, if that doesn't, nakedly antagonistic. I yes, there is that. Um, again, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, this so much thing, yelling in this room that week, I can tell you. This this oh thing, God. this assassination that happened uh, was in January 2020. And here Brand is trying to insinuate that despite it being three years and one government later, this information could be used now. It's complete I totally spin. forgot about that. Complete can, spin and nonsense. You're right. I yeah. stopped even thinking about that. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Cool. He's 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 trying to say, oh, this is what they're going to use. This is what they're going to use. It's like, no, no, no. This was a while ago. <laughs> this is a while ago. Still bad, but while, while ago, while ago. What uh, a turd. I hate yep. that. <laughs> in a in a word. In a word. Yeah. Uh, next, we got some so bad rice. So let's keep rice. going. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go. Uh, Next, we've got some bad writing from Branko Markovic. This comes in the midst of years of ratcheting up tensions between not just Iran and the United States, but maybe more dangerously, Iran and Israel. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. The latter's government has been pushing the Biden administration to take a more aggressive posture toward Iran for years. Pressure that has been ratcheted up under Netanyahu's ratcheted current hardline twice. government, I mean, which has on. carried out its own strikes inside Iran and done several major and threatening joint exercises with the US military, including one just last week. Oh no, it's this again, isn't it? That's why it always starts. We're just doing this military exercise. 
exercise. Is it above someone else's airspace? Yeah, it's above their airspace. Like they always say something like, a Chinese warship got in our way. Where were you? China? Hey, one of our drones got knocked down by Russians. Where were you? Russia? Stop bothering people in their own countries and then saying it's their fault. Oh, I agree though. I do agree. Well, well, this is it, right? So, I don't so, where coming from. <laughs> so, so the 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 military exercises taking place weren't in Iranian territory. So, so there's mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. I yep. do somewhat agree with his point. With that aside, and would love for Russian planes <laughs> right. to stop waltzing into British airspace, as a for instance, because they do that on a surprisingly regular basis. That's um, not great. It's not great, but uh, but it's it's not it's not an issue with Iran at present. So, <laughs> right. uh, so I don't oh, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, again, yeah, it's, I it's, love it's, my I don't want mm. my tax dollars to pay for a military base. It's like military bases all over the world for no good fucking reason. There's no good fucking reason for it, other well, than just we're the bullies of the planet. Not it's for awful. ones in like. In like Germany, I don't understand yeah. that. You know, I'm like, guess what? Everyone I knew, I was, I grew up close to uh, Air Force Base, and most mm. people I knew, yeah, they like hung out in Germany and told me how cool it was to like be a kid in Germany. And I'm like, hmm, sounds great. This place sucks. Thanks. Like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? What the fuck <laughs> are we doing, America? I'm sorry, my wees are not being very specific. This I no. mean, we America. I'm working on it, guys. It's tough. To, anyway. to, to, to be fair, we, we America, we this podcast, we Russell Brand's fucking show, all of them are, are fair. What the fuck no. are we doing? <laughs> Look yeah. at this. Look at this yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all of this. Americans uh. never even think about the fact, like, what other, like, do we have countries that have military bases here? How do you think that would go over? Not great. Yeah, I I, I don't feel like most Americans would appreciate that very much. Just no, just a, just a hunch that I have. Think about it. We don't no. even think about it. No, <sighs> no, we do not. Um, oh, next up, uh, Russell wants to protect us from Tim Pool. <laughs> More recently, the Discord leaks of Pentagon intelligence revealed that the CIA itself doesn't know how serious Israel is about its threats to attack. Even so, the White House has signalled it would approve of whatever Israel decides to do, even if Israel ends up sparking a regional war or even drags the United States into the fray. The existence of US war plans for Iran suggests it wouldn't take much for Israeli attacks to draw the United States into yet another disastrous war, particularly if Iran retaliates, particularly if it winds up killing Americans in the process, whether intentionally or not. If I had plans here to smash up Tim Pool's studio. Like, would you think? Oh, I wonder if like they're gonna smash up Tim Pool's studio. Oh no, these are. Get... Who gave you that? You shouldn't even have been looking in that box. My Tim Pool smash up his studio plans. That's between me. To your fascist conspiracy theorist pig. Go and smash up Tim Pool's studio. We're doing this to protect you from Tim Pool. I've got to say, someone should protect us from Tim Pool. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a gateway Nazi, and I, I find it <laughs> yeah. eternally shocking that the white supremacist man baby is 38 years old. Did you know that? 38. Um, did you see that? Wow. Uh, did, did you see I that? I look um, good for 39 compared to that guy. Jeez. Yeah, and, and he's, he still acts like a fucking child. Did, did you it's see that um, Emma Vigland of the Majority Report went on Tim Pool's show the other day, by the way? What? No, I yeah, the, the majority report and Young Turks. She's she's one of those as well. Yeah. Isn't she? Um, 
Yeah, no, went 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 on Timple's show and and spent about two hours there um, with with Timple just talking complete bollocks and screaming at her, um, uh, where she is having to like she is very much talking in calm, neutral tones, um, you know, and it just it really shows him up. But what was interesting about it um, was you know obviously. Uh, Emma Vigland kind of spends a lot of time just debunking and dunking on Tim Pool and his nonsense. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is the reaction. When I went looking for the video, you find lots of reaction videos, and and uniformly there were left wing ones saying, "Oh, Emma Vigland destroys Tim Pool and blah 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 blah." And then on the other side, Tim Pool destroyed Emma Vigland, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fucking hell, here we go." <laughs> It's just we got nowhere. We got exactly nowhere. Yeah, there was great. there was no point in any of this. Great. Um, yeah. If if you, I'm not going to recommend watching it, but it does highlight how much of a piece of shit Tim Pool is, especially when he's got a woman opposite him who knows her stuff. You know, uh, he uh, he really does not fucking like it. One oh, I bet. Bit. Well, here's the thing. I saw he, he, Pool, he accuses yeah. her of being a pedophile as well. So what? that's great. Well, well. <laughs> yep. There it is. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I, yep. All right. <laughs> There's I a lot. Um, I know. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's simple. It's, so, and I, I feel Tim bad for t- mentioning how he looks. It's just because everything else is so obvious. To me. I don't know. I just. It's I just find it weird shocking. that he acts. He acts like a fucking contrarian twelve-year-old or whatever. But he's 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 a grown grown man supposedly. Oh, well, um, I don't know if you've met grown men lately, but big <laughs> fucking babies like all the time. Yeah, they're not in they're not in a good place, are they? <laughs> no, the patriarchy um, hates everyone. The patriarchy punishes everyone, not yeah. just women. And don't yep. ever forget it. And it's not just men that are agents of the patriarchy. Yep. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred and ten percent. So, but back to the the actual information of the thing. Um, so, I found no evidence that the White House has signaled it would approve of following whatever Israel decides to do, including having a war. Um, Markovic doesn't cite a source or provide evidence for this claim whatsoever. And the closest thing I could find was Biden saying that the U.S. is not seeking conflict with Iran, but that the U.S. will forcefully protect their people um which yeah okay um so marketich is just bullshitting here uh also these invasion plans you know as per my suspicions i think will have been drawn up during trump's time well they will have been drawn up during trump's time as president no matter what whether he whether he says right whether he whether he ordered them or not Right, they will have been drawn up during Trump's time as president. There is yeah. currently no evidence to suggest that there are any invasion pr- plans that have been drawn up under Joe Biden. Right, and I could I could imagine that what was true in terms of military intelligence three years ago is probably not true now. Yeah. Um, so new new plans would be required, but you know we we have no evidence of any imminent anything. You know the, these are all things that are fucking old that that could not be used. None of it. Yeah. Uh, so, in the next clip, things um, 
let's just say they escalate just a little bit. <laughs> Any such war would be a calamity, not just for innocent Iranians, <laughs> who cares about them, but around the world, further destabilizing oil prices and adding to the economic havoc from the war in Ukraine that's already caused much secondary human suffering while potentially creating the conditions for a much bigger and more dangerous confrontation. Iran's deepening alliance with Russia, after all, could draw Moscow into the war, turning the country into the second front of a global proxy battle between two nuclear superpowers, the United States and Russia, while adding a third nuclear power, Israel, into the volatile mix. Woohoo! <laughs> Do you know what this situation needs? Diplomacy, ongoing negotiations, clear, cool heads and a willingness to look at humanity and the spiritual world as a whole. Yes, yes, all of that. But also Israel and their nuclear weapons. Notice here how we've gone from Trump's boxes and him keeping classified information to, hey, doesn't Israel suck? Um... Now, criticism of Israel is not inherently anti-Semitic, uh, but packaged with the rest of Brand's content, I'm really feeling that hard J coming on here. Like, I I can feel it under there somewhere. Um, also, yeah. the, 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 like this Markatich, he seems to think that we're about to have World War Three, which I think is a bit of a bananas perspective, and he takes it even further by bringing nuclear weapons into the mix. Um, it's a blatant fear-mongering distraction tactic for Brand to shove all of this into the editorial, even painting Trump as the good guy for keeping the classified information. Oh, he's done it to protect us all, Gray. Um, that makes no fucking sense. Like, I, I know, I know. Uh, slight aside here as well, but I really hate Brand's American accent. Like, he's just bad at it. Like yeah, you're, you're an actor. You're an actor for fuck's sake, and a comedian. Like work on your act or stop doing it. Those, those are your two. Okay, options. but he clearly doesn't. He has no reason to. This he has it. got nothing just... but positive reinforcement for like just phoning it the fuck in day after day. So fine, fine. That's sucks. he's not going to improve. He doesn't have to. That's completely sucks. well, but that's why my accent of brand, whenever I choose to use it, can be as shitty as I want. <laughs> well, also, also, you know, it's fun to kind of uh, exaggerate his ridiculous, you know, kind of Cockney Essex kind of can't quite decide where he's from. Um, you know, hello, what are those? You know. <laughs> Yeah, like he's just like he's just wandering around with a wheelbarrow full of eels, you know. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. Oh, oh man, oh, that's a way to get a whole mighty Boosh episode playing in my head at once. Is invoking story in the eels? Okay, eels up inside you. <laughs> Find an entrance where they can. Yeah. Oh God, I love the Mighty Boosh. It's so um, fantastic we, we are, show. Okay, okay, we got to stay on task because we are desperately trying it to is, not keep listening well, to well, this. Well, 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 there is a brand <laughs> connection because the 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 Mighty True. Boosh, you know, with um fucking oh, what's his name? No Fielding. Just... Yes, Noel Fielding. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Noel Fielding is in the Mighty Boosh. He was also on the Big Fat Quiz of the Year with Russell Brand. You know, they were the Goth Detectives, etc., etc. Et I know yeah. that was a lot of people's entry point into enjoying Russell Brand's content. That's true. Um, I have personally always felt that Noel Fielding was the better of the two, and yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there is a connection. It's funny. It is on YouTube. It's free. Go oh, it is watch funny. It. it is. It is funny. It is good. And this it's is the hilarious. thing. Yeah, it is weird to watch old yeah. content of Russell Brand and how yeah. he used to be. It's well, uh, and, but it's also a trend. Like it's been happening all over the place. 
you know, yeah. Jim, Jim yeah. Brewer, Rob Schneider, these guys that I, I quoted in the fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Rob I Schneider. Was, fucking hell. So I, I saw a piece of his stand up recently and oh, oh God, it's it was, really... it was about the fucking, um, hiring practices in, in, uh, at, um, yeah. Yeah. Shit. One of the yeah. one of the plane one of the plane companies, um, you know, they they were having a focus on on diversity um, in their hiring practices, and he was like, "Oh, well, shouldn't you have a focus on who's the best pilot?" And it's like, "Oh, fuck off." You know. It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, flight attendants, and um, and was it, it flight was, attendants? It was, was flight it? attendants, and they were trying to basically, yeah, I think it was uh, Mike mentioned this to me, and it's I think it's somewhere on Reddit. So he was talking about like this is this joke. I mean, it's a joke. Uh, you know debunking a joke what are you gonna do but like it's completely wrong because rob schneider was saying oh well they should just have the most qualified person like no what they were talking about is that they train all like the, you don't or oh no what he was saying was that you have to you should hire people with the most experience when that's literally mm -hmm. not what they were talking about in this press release it was that they train their flight attendants and then assign those flight attendants so it was right. a, it was a priority because obviously someone had found there was inequity in mm. who was being assigned from those programs. Yeah. Inherent so biases, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Yeah. Yes. So well done, Rob Schneider. Totally you, reasonable. You, you, you suck in, in two ways now. Well and, done. Yeah. It's also uh, not funny. Yeah. Like, it's also oh. three ways. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are many ways in which Rob Schneider sucks these days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, here comes a bit more bullshit. We're not nearly there yet, but it's incumbent on all peace-loving people in the United States to work now proactively to stop this scenario from coming to pass, not just to ensure the past year's rhetoric about illegal wars, imperialism, human rights, and international law isn't mere hollow, cynical posturing, but to prevent even more needless death and suffering. Unfortunately, what seems like collective disinterest in the US-Israeli march to war in the press and otherwise doesn't bode well for these efforts. So it's not disinterest. Um, it's that all the sane, non-alarmist journalists on the planet know it's not a likelihood by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I have to admit, this whole thing is a story I'd like to dig deeper into because there's a lot of history and complicated politics to go into here, but we straight up do not have the time to cover all of it. Also, um, it doesn't seem like that's what the story's actually about. No, 100%. Like For our purposes, the most important aspect is understanding, one, that it's fear-mongering and two how and why brand is using it um, this entire editorial has been about providing cover for trump and painting him in a good light uh, if anyone in your life tells you that russell brand doesn't like trump show them this segment of our show as even if brand doesn't personally like trump he will go to great lengths to protect defend and provide cover for him so mm. right so using these like it feels like since these uh, quotations from this article are so shoehorned in, mm. it's Russell Brand is using the hashtags of yoga pants and yoga butt to get more eyeballs on his his unrelated, you know, picture of his dinner that he put on Instagram. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you just yeah. want you, you just want the attention for one thing, but you're going to say something else. Yeah, whole yeah. bait and switch, and yes. uh. I'm sorry. And this is from the the quote from the article calling out hollow cynical posturing. 
<laughs> wow. Like <Yep. laughs> of anyone who's hollowly cynically posturing, it's fucking Russell Brand right now. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You ain't gotta mm-hmm. say that part. No, and yet here we are. He does. Um, yeah, he yeah, keeps he does. doing that. Uh so our <laughs> next clip thankfully brings us to the end of this editorial. So why are MSNBC, in this instance, in the form of Rachel Maddow, saying, we can't show you Donald Trump. It's too dangerous. We have a news organization. Have a responsibility. Trump could swear. He could say something crazy and maybe even amusing that'll make you like him too much. Is that a more significant priority than bringing on people that have financial ties to Lockheed Martin and Raytheon to advocate for and agitate for war with China over Taiwan, with Russia in a proxy war, in my view, over Ukraine, and potentially Iran over as yet to be determined issue that they'll just make up. What could have more negative impact on your life on the planet? Is it wars with faraway lands that are frankly none of our goddamn business? Or is it the easy charisma of Donald Trump and his ability to somehow reach people and make them believe that he might be part of the solution? So what you clearly have is a mainstream media that wants just enough Trump to keep us interested, but not enough Trump to take away votes from their war-loving, hypocritical censoring, surveilling, lying affiliates in Washington. If they cared about dangerous information, they wouldn't put on shields for the military-industrial complex and call it the news. But that's just what I think. Let me know what you think in the chat. See you in a second. Fucking hell. He's, he's gone hard to protect Trump here. Like, he's going for it. Um, and I, I feel a little bit dirty having watched that, to be perfectly honest. I, I don't really have any other commentary other than that. It's just gross shit-flinging in service of providing cover. Like it's just. It ugh. feels like, in light of everything else we've discussed, this is just more evidence of his, uh, yeah, his, his hypocrisy. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, that. wars that are none of our business... <laughs> sorry i mean yeah it's okay yeah he um uh, yeah i he's, don't he's, want he's, a, he's... i don't want a raytheon dude in the cabinet either like yeah uh, yes mm. mad about all kinds of stuff mad yes, about all kinds of that. things but even just like the putting like the referencing of the raytheon and the lockheed martin when they were he was basically calling dc pride a like a lockheed martin event uh, like event this, yeah i don't <laughs> like, like oh, that at all yeah yeah i think my <sighs> feelings on the whole editorial can be summed up as fuck off russell like just fuck yeah off. well and th- th- this is um, all railing against mainstream media who hmm. the complaint over and over again from russell and people like russell is that the mainstream media is lying to you the mainstream media isn't telling the truth they're not putting the truth on tv for you to see and when the mainstream media says hey this is probably going to be a bunch of lies i don't want to put it on tv because it's lies now he's also mad mm-hmm um, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because next up, Brand tells us why we shouldn't trust the media. Hmm. 
You can watch these conversations absolutely live. I might be talking to Eckhart Tolle. I might be talking to Vandana Shiva. I might be talking to Jordan Peterson or RFK or Marianne Williamson. And if you want to join us live, you can by becoming a member of the Locals oh. community. Just press the red button on your screen oh. now and sign up. You'll also get access to weekly meditations and a whole host of other valuable assets that bring you deeper into this community because I believe that independent media has a role to play beyond conveying information. Let's face it, the mainstream media is curating information and creating propaganda. <laughs> oh, they create propaganda, do they? <laughs> I, excuse me while I pick my jaw up off the floor. The balls on this man. I had to keep that clip in just for the sheer cojones of him saying that. that. <laughs> also, Joker. That's also crazy. the the unsettling idea of bringing people deeper into a community. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that's Heard that that's worrying. That's that's uh, yeah. Come further into my little cult. That's come tough. further it's down like, the rabbit hole. Yeah, mm. he's just saying that, and he yeah. can. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fucking oh, they they make propaganda. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh God! So we, um, yeah. Uh, at, like, at what point can he be? I'm, I am so curious. Like, at what point can he be sued? What can he be sued for? You know, like. Well, how, I feel. Where like, is I feel like. Have to go. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that uh, Fauci might have a case, possibly, given some yeah. of their prior content as well. I think that there's probably something in there that they've said. Um, I mean, Gareth Roy was before insinuating that, that Fauci was responsible for the entire pandemic. So, um, yeah. Well, and, and does it, do like UK laws apply or do US laws apply depending on what? Mm, I'm just curious. Uh, that's, I, I know am, that's a rabbit hole I'm just thinking about. I am not a law talking person. Um, yeah. So... If, a, if a law talking listener knows what would apply, share it. I'm curious. Yeah. And I, I don't, I've, I've, I don't I've know studied, to even know where to start. <laughs> I've studied a bit of law, um, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but yeah, haven't haven't gotten gotten that far. I'm not yeah. not a lawyer, um, but uh, yeah, in terms of, I'm not sure in terms of the jurisdiction. Mm, mm, I it don't know. Like I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure where it would be tried uh, and and or right. why. Um, Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, over it would here. behoove him to um, be under the jurisdiction of American laws versus UK laws. I know that much, but beyond yep. that, I don't know what would actually apply. So yeah, law talking, yeah, law talking listeners, definitely. Yep. Like, if you know, tell us. If any of your awakening wonders out there uh, have an idea, just uh, drop us a line. Yeah. Um, you can get in touch with us at uh, theonbrandpod at gmail .com, um, or you know, comment on YouTube or whatever, etc. Yeah. Um, DM us. Uh, our, our thingies are on the screen. Uh, yeah. What the fuck was I saying? That's the question. Um, <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, Brand introduces uh, his guest in this next clip. Um, and did you remember that we had a guest? Uh, were, I they were. I My think they were. Are... I think they were mentioned at the very top of the episode. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't might have then. been. Might have been. Might not. But. Um, but, oh, well, here we go. 
So independent media has to become a movement. We have to create an axis where spirituality, activism, personal and collective awakening all alloy into a glorious new, I'm going to say obelisk rather than phallus, of change and transition. And I'm very excited to meet one participant in that, in very, in some ways, very much a child of lockdown. It's Adrienne Mishler, better known as Yoga with Adrienne. Yeah, so yeah, so so we we have a, a yoga instructor coming on here, um, which is odd. Um, the the main reason, like there there are a few reasons that I wanted to keep kind of this stuff in, but but uh, it does illustrate how Brand kind of wants to walk that guru kind of line, um, you know, bringing bringing the new age stuff into his into his content. Um, so, child of lockdown is an interesting thing to say here. Um, like, so, so prior to COVID, uh, Yoga with Adrienne's channel was hanging around the two hundred thousand subscriber mark, which is nothing to sneeze at. I'd kill for those numbers. Mm. Um, but once everyone was locked in their houses, looking for meaningful ways to exercise and help their mental health, her views and subscriber count exploded. Um, she is now up around 12 million subscribers, so a little bit more. Um, yeah. Uh, what's interesting about this is that obviously Brand was dead against the lockdowns and hates anything and everything associated yeah. with them, but is perfectly happy platforming someone who seriously benefited from the lockdowns happening yeah. it's a little bit confusing <laughs> it's, um, agreed that i that mm. pricked my ear as well i was like yeah. huh okay yeah yeah a little bit weird a little bit weird um so next we have <laughs> yoga with with adrienne um i don't have a huge interest in covering this so we're not going to cover much of it because it's yeah. it's mostly it's mostly just kind of her talking i i found her really boring to be honest to watch um <laughs> which you know what fine you're a yoga instructor you're not supposed to be like you know super fucking on it and yeah engaging, the problem um, is that yoga instructors think that they're doctors and virologists and researchers now like getting a little big for your yeah, bridges is the problem there, there is that i can't i can't speak to that with adrienne specifically oh, sure, sure, sure. but yeah, yeah I i'm don't talking know. She's, about she's, you're right she's I was, got, I was she's a got a she's got a lot of content uh, uh, so you, you never know um but uh but yeah, it, it, this content does raise a few points that I, I would guess more like more see. accurately, there are the problem. There is a problem with many yoga instructors yes. venturing outside their purview for no other reason than vibes. Yes, and yeah. causing in some well, cases, well, well, lots of harm. Yes, vibes and potentially money. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there are, there are just a couple of points here that I would like to discuss. I don't see yoga as a sort of ancillary to the new age movement that can sometimes seem, a, well, by its very nature, somewhat traditionless and uh, rootless. I see it as a way to cultivate a different type of awareness, conquering the constant corroding inner activity, the endless and nagging thoughts that sometimes won't leave me alone and a bit dark there um mm. because it's so vague uh it's a little hard to dissect what they're saying here but the suggestion at least seems to be christian yoga i think 
Like, which sounds, one, fundamentally oh. contradictory with itself. Yeah. Okay. And two, fucking terrible. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything less relaxing or less mindful than the book or that book or the Wrathful God contained therein. Um, you know, I, I just, yeah. I, I don't feel like Christianity and yoga marry up that well as, as, as an exercise. Literally um, not at know. all. You can Not do both. Absolutely do both. That's perfectly fine. You do you. But um, I, I don't think they mix. <laughs> and no one so. asked for that. Literally no, no. one asked for that. There Unless that. you have an agenda that you're pushing to like satisfy to refer, your own beliefs. I'd like to refer our listeners uh, a couple of episodes back uh, to when Russell Brand was asserting that we should all live in a Christian theocracy. Um mm -hmm. And I've got to admit, you know, going doing it through a through a yoga kind of environment, it's a good tactic. It's a good tactic. It would get people, you know, you can say all kinds of shit in that environment because that's only a couple of steps away from meditation. Um, you know, oh, man. Mm. I don't like this one. No, it's, it's a bit. It's not great. It's really not great. Um, Right, so the next clip uh, I'm going to play, uh, it's a palate cleanser for specifically for the people watching. Um, listeners, I'll, I'll explain to you what it is in a second. I think now is the time to stop being afraid of talking about the spirituality in, in the way I feel compelled to. For so many years, I wanted to make this practice, and I still continue to want to make this practice accessible, but I wanted it to be so inclusive, so easy to drop in for so many different types of people over the world that I was very careful about the way I included the spirituality. And, and I think since 2020, 2021, uh, I kind of, yeah, I'm like, no, this, this practice is deeply rooted in spirituality. It makes sense to come back to that and remind people of that. People need spirituality now because the material world and its institutions are beginning to fail people. I don't mean that nature is failing people, but it's become plain in the last few years that we're in some seismic shift. It's the end of a particular era, the birth of something new. Sorry, that was not the palate cleanser. I just played the wrong clip there. Um, I, you I, certainly I, did not cleanse I, the palate. <laughs> I think I got ahead of myself in my notes I'm as well. But yeah, shocked at what she said. That's insane. See what I mean, I'm... right? So, so yeah, I think I got ahead of myself in my notes. Christian yoga, right? This is what's this is what's being asserted here. I think I included the the clip just before because it was Russell being sad, and it's more evidence of his poor right. mental health situation. Yeah. Um, and I I somehow forgot to write that in my notes, but uh, but yeah. Christian yoga, and and Adrienne seems to be on board with the with the concept. Um, little, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. That's outrageous. <laughs> and the notion that like yoga, okay, so she's saying that she's trying to not talk about her Christianity or the cultural religious practices that yoga came from. Yeah, and and she's she's made a very concerted effort to keep um, spirituality and religion out of her content, um, so that it's as inclusive as possible. Uh, up so, wait, until... so she's is she 
keeping Christianity out or is she keeping yoga? She has been out. She she has been keeping Christianity and religion and spirituality out of her yoga content um, in order for it to be as accessible as possible and as inclusive as possible. But she is now now that she's up to fucking 12 million subscribers deciding, hey, you know what? I'm, yeah. I'm going to start putting a little bit of that in. But she's um, putting in Christianity is what you're saying. That's what I heard. Um, okay. You know, like, like I said, it's a little bit vague, um, but but yeah, uh, we seem to be going down that road a little bit. I'm, yeah. I don't know in, in in what form she'll she'll put that in. Maybe it'll be just super vague stuff. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ascribe malice uh, to this woman when I can't I can't mm. guarantee it because she's not, as far as I'm aware, as much of a shithead as Russell Brand. So you know, I'll I'll, I'll hedge my bets. Um, well, when it comes I just to her. also. Uh, Listen, mm. uh, if you don't want, like, just teach Pilates. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, like, if you, like, yeah. cause I, I, okay. So, uh, in full disclosure, like, I've been in and out of uh, yoga classes since I was 17. And it's part of, like, that there is a spiritual practice in it. I've never been in a class that doesn't at least talk about the spiritual practice of it. Because mm. that's, that's the whole thing. That's the deal. Yeah, it's it's part of part of the situation. I, I don't I don't like I said I've I've not uh, I've not gone down to to actually watch her content uh, because I have pretty much zero interest in it. Um, yeah, sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but um, yeah, I imagine that I think the way that she would cover it more is probably just you know form and function, and I don't know if they throw some well, meditation remember, in there without the spiritual know, elements. Yeah, I well, know. I guess when, like growing up, like and you know being around fundamentalist Christianity, like growing up. Mm you know the uh the attacks to like Harry you know like parents wanted to burn Harry Potter books there was oh, yeah. there were yeah. also attacks on like yoga because it's a non-christian religious tradition that's where it came yeah. from is yeah, that it's yeah. evil and satanic and demonic yeah so it, you call it stretching and you can still do all the moves if you want if you're a christian because one weird trick yeah, and yeah. fix things Call if you believe in magic. Yeah. So that yeah. like, it, it's just really frustrating to me to, I mean, the thing is, is like, there's a really, uh, there, there's a ton of like really horrible stories that are completely intertwined in yoga in America and the way that it proliferated. I don't know. Like Russell Brand was saying something about how it's not connected to the New Age, which is insane to say. The only well, he, reason he, he was saying say that, that the, is like the New Age movement is by its nature rootless and traditionless, is what he said. Um, it's dumb. I can't. I it can't is. It is people. incredibly dumb. <laughs> it's it's incredibly so stupid. Weird. It's just really for, for like, a guy who has uh, studied religions. It's fucking stupid. Um, yeah. So, it's just um, it's like I'm just trying to figure out where they're coming from and where they're trying to go because it's so vague. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I'm 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 not going to ascribe malice to yoga with with Adrienne here, but I am going to ascribe malice to Russell Brand. I know exactly what he fucking wants. Yeah. Um. It's uh. It's whether whether Adrienne is then picking it up and whether she follows through. I don't know. I imagine she'll be back at some point. Um. So I'm going to get around to actually playing that palate cleanser and hope that this is the right clip. <laughs> Happy to hear it. 
Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, carry on our conversation, Adrian, with your permission on uh, local. So if you're watching us on Rumble, press the red button and join us now. I see your Benji, who is compliantly on that mat, almost like a chimpanzee from Mary Chipperfield Circus, doubtless whooped into shape by a life of constant cruelty. And now my dog Bear is going to join us. We let Bear in the studio. We're going to do... Um, yoga not only with adrian but with our recalcitrant hounds here comes bear let's look at bear coming here mate there he is look at that there's bear yeah, will be joining us for yoga so it'll be me adrian him. benji oh, and bear oh, join us on locals in addition to oh, yoga with uh, adrian plus the our canine accomplices uh, listeners, just imagine a beautiful German Shepherd-type dog strolling into a studio, and you're there. He's lovely. Um, he looks so. It's your dog cute. named Bear. It's a bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like big and fluffy. Uh, his owner sucks, but he's just adorable. <laughs> it's not um, Bear's fault. It's not Bear's fault at all. He seems so chilled. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was just that was just cute, you know. Lovely. Like you know what, you know what? If I'm choosing clips, I'm gonna keep the dog. Um, yep. So we have our final clip of this show now, uh, where Brand displays how he sort of forgot to hire Adrienne for an event. <laughs> as well as my live festival community, which you should be coming to, Adrienne. In all honesty, between the 14th and 17th of July, hey on why? What you doing? Where are you right now? I'm in Washington state. So out of the Texas heat, you know, I'm from Austin and I am in Washington state and it's beautiful drizzly morning here. Come England, we'll pay ya to be at community. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, just completely, completely overlooked. Like, oh yeah, fuck. Should have, uh, should have invited you to this thing I'm doing. <laughs> Your lack of preparation is not my emergency. <laughs> <laughs> that was very like yeah it's nice here leave me alone why why would you yeah right why would you not invite the fucking you know 12 million subscriber count youtube sensation that is this that is yoga with adrienne to this thing a little bit sooner i mean this this festival is on july 14th like does he not <laughs> think she's already booked up like fucking yeah. and and yeah. i seriously doubt that he'd be willing to pay her rates because i imagine she does I not know. show up to <laughs> she's doing you a solid home she's doing fine yeah <laughs> i mean i mean she does kind of she's she is really good at doing that like that like placid look of like sure thing friend Anything oh absolutely absolutely like, there are, there are a few it. moments like that in the interview um where, where i'm yeah, looking at her i very... may have actually even watched one of her videos because for a Maybe. while i had like a hand injury and i had to like work around it and so i mm. yeah like there's you know yoga it's great stretching's great but there's yeah. a lot of yoga's fine you know ori <laughs> orientalizing uh traditions for mass consumption in america it's like it's a problem that's this is really complicated so yes yes and that was before the pastel QAnon thing happened so it's just really complicated yeah if yeah. you if you subscribe to her maybe let her know that it's not cool to be on russell brand's show like these are the people like influencers can be reasoned with. They're just people. Yeah. And if yeah. enough people say something about it, like enough of her like followers and listeners say something about it, like, hey, did you know that Russell Brand's actually really problematic and he 
jammed you into the same episode as like simping for Trump, maybe <laughs> she wouldn't be thrilled. Uh, I, I wouldn't don't know. Be. I don't know. And also, I can't imagine she's got the time to watch his daily content. Like we Fuck don't. That. Like I said, <laughs> you know? I've barely, I've barely got the time to watch his content. As as <laughs> I said to you b before we started the show, this guy does an hour daily. We cover an hour a week. Like we're covering a fifth of his content, and I have to, I have to fucking like figure out which one is the most important one to cover yeah. somehow um, yeah you know, some it's weeks are easier than others but you know sure sure sure, sure. Uh, well, i don't want to i don't want to watch an rfk interview uh <laughs> we're gonna have to i know we're gonna have to i know i'm i just don't want just to. so uh, listeners know behind <laughs> the scenes i i know i like it doesn't feel good to antagonize your buddy <laughs> <laughs> I'm really concerned about RFK Jr. and the antics, the antics of out and about already are crazy. RFK Cornell West as well. We need to get into him because he he announced his candidacy for president on Russell Brand's fucking show. I did not um, know that. Yeah, I knew um, that Cornel West announces the his run. I did not. I didn't know that it was on Russell. Did Brand. it on like, Stay Free with Russell Brand? <laughs> no idea. I had no idea. Oh and, God. I mean, I know that because I'm I'm kind of trying to avoid Russell Brand, but like I heard about the Cornell West thing from several different sources, and no mm, one said yeah. that it was on Russell Brand's show. I just I I'm I'm so I'm angry and thankful. I'm. Angful You're about angful. like <laughs> knowing about Russell Brand because I wasn't paying attention, and I think you even mm. you know like e e the impetus for this whole show was like you're like I'm gonna check out what he's doing. <gasps> oh no, I have found oh, trouble. Yeah, yes, and so yeah. like, and it, it isn't at, you know like Russell Brand is not as famous in America yet. No, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still pretty, still pretty fucking famous. Oh, absolutely, I mean, over, absolutely, absolutely. Over here, he's very much household name, and and you know, right. like when uh, oh, I forgot to mention up top, but one of the one of the big things that does help this podcast is you know, like telling a friend, etc. You know, yeah. kind of um, spreading the word. That's that's a that's a huge part of of how things like this gain traction. Um, one of the things that I would do if if I were a listener was was just ask someone who's close to you like oh you know what what, what do you think of Russell Brand and and see what they say um, because any time like that I have mentioned to anyone that I am doing a a podcast about Russell Brand the first thing they have said is oh I really like him he's great that's the <laughs> first thing that I have heard from every single person which is fucking worrying yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i then have to explain oh oh dear no you shouldn't no <laughs> no news. no uh he's uh he's gone on a bit of a turn shall we say yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and, and yeah. as americans obviously i like I, the thing is, is i knew that he was getting his fingers in the in the 2024 campaign pie i had mm. no idea to what extent and i'm fucking concerned and i yeah. i'm gonna make you do it and i'm not gonna like it either no <laughs> one's gonna like it Great. we gotta just yeah. like eat the, uh, eat, eat the vegetables eat the elephant suck uh. right exactly uh so yeah. so far so far there are definitely interviews with rfk cornell uh cornell west and marianne williamson fucking joy um right. 
Yeah, there's more to come. I'm not. I'm not sure when his kind of big hitters are going to come around. You know, the the ones that he mentioned. Uh, you know, we've had we've had Dawkins. I'm waiting for Roger Waters. I'm curious about that one. Um, Elon yeah. Musk as well. I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm almighty curious when when that's going to happen. Well, um, also, I mean, Jordan Peterson. It's going to happen ugh. eventually. I know. Ugh. I know. I know. God. I know. Cannot stand that fucking man. Him and Ben, him and Ben Shapiro, for very different reasons. I just detest both. Okay, of we're them just having and, a bitch yeah. fest. I do. I. I. Was, we could bitch all day. And <laughs> well, and I, but I do. I do want to reiterate that, like you know, it, um, telling people that you think might be interested is something that we don't know about. We'll never know. We can't measure it, and nope. so. There's a, you know, if there's one blog post, there's a million on how to grow your blah, blah and blee blue and do this thing and that. And, um, I do like to know how to grow my blah, blah. That is, that is absolutely. True. Um, absolutely. But the idea that like, I don't know, in my personal life, people that come to me and tell me, oh my God, this podcast is awesome. Or, you know, like, <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's, those are the podcasts and then the friends that I can make connections with. And then we know what each other's talking, each other's talking about. Like, that's what happened with maintenance phase. Friend of mine just like DM me on Instagram was like, oh man, I love this. You'll love it too. Okay, great. Sweet. And they mm. were right. And we'll, maintenance phase would never know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. So it's not it's... something you can advertise to get clicks no. on your blog. Yeah. But no. It's something that I <laughs> I almost told you about this the other day, Al, but like this is years ago that um, we were at a bar. It was me and Mike and a friend of ours. And we're just like, you know, crusty old punks. And we were in this like sportsy sports sports bar in Lansing, oh, Michigan. Yeah. And there was and it was like a big bar and it was super loud and I just randomly I'm getting drinks and I talk to the bartender and I just make some like offhanded, like silly little quippy atheist comment. And mm. it's so obvious that this guy is surrounded by like Christian fundamentalist horror in America. And like, and was so frustrated with that. He's like, <gasps> and just like, dove at the chance to talk to another atheist <laughs> right, and yeah. it was super exciting and mm. and i was like oh well, i listen to these podcasts and i'm gonna he's like hey hand me some receipt paper and i'm writing stuff down but what that looks like for my partner who's standing far enough like 10 feet away or five feet away from me in a loud bar it just looks like i'm giving this dude my phone number straight <laughs> up <laughs> oh yeah let's go for it <laughs> <laughs> and then like Mike looks over and he knows me and he's like, Oh, she's giving him homework. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> But like that's how it works. And like that to me is like the coolest thing and that like what we want to do is try to offer something that's like accessible um, I, and digestible. I, I think, I th I think like uh, 
yeah if if you like the show i think like i think it's it's a it's a love language of its own kind i think you know yeah. try, trying to kind of bring people into the shit that you really enjoy and care about um you know and and i know i know a few of you definitely are in that camp we've had some wonderful comments like people totally. people I forgot to mention this to you, Lauren, but 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 um, people have said that we are their favorite podcast. That's a thing that's, that's happened. Insane. That's insane, isn't it? That's that's cr I. My mind was blown by this. <laughs> I was like, I don't I know just, what. That's like a sentence uh, that just doesn't compute. That just shot no, through my head like, I, like, I, in I, one ear and out the other. That's very I, kind. I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what. <laughs> I, I believe you. I I believe you, but 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 yeah, my 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 sense of self does not. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's. It's a me problem. I I, I get it. Yeah, problem. no, that's 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 not on you. That's not on you. It, yeah, my um, yeah, my mind was was pretty blown by that. I was like, I I I don't know what to do with that information. You know, it's yeah. um. But it's cool. It's really, really cool. It's really cool. I love that. And I yeah, I'm I'm excited. Like I'm excited at making shorter maybe more accessible episodes but also diving into more content i don't know what it's going to look like i'm excited to find out and i think it's cool as shit that people are coming along and um yeah like youtube is a great way to you can find it it's and we're easy to find we can you can find us most places even if we're not posting a lot on socials yet the on-brand pod and leave a comment on youtube Email us the on pod at gmail.com. I mean, yeah, it's uh the interaction is that, like that's pretty much been it. great. Yeah, like, yeah it's no, really it's great. it's it's really nice it. talking to to the listeners and the audience. It's it's yeah. really cool. And um, somebody even mentioned to... ICP and like brought it up in the knowledge. <laughs> 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 uh, brought up the ICP thing, which was extremely cool and fun. Uh, and cool. I do wanna I have a little corrections corner myself. Oh shit, um, yeah, I forgot about this. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I being from <laughs> Southern very Illinois. Important correction. <laughs> it's important for me. I want our juggalo <laughs> listeners to feel seen. And it was not <laughs> it wasn't uh the first gathering was not in Carbondale, and in fact nothing was ever in Carbondale, but Cave in Rock is also in Illinois, about an hour south. And um, it was like 2007. Oh, what I do need everyone to know is that I said stuff about ICP on the podcast last week, got it wrong, told you my partner would get it right. And guess what? As soon as that podcast dropped, he bounded into the bedroom the next morning, was like, you're wrong about this. And I'm going to tell you exactly what. And was also DMing with the hell about ICP just like I thought. So I was corrected. Yeah, yeah. I wrong. immediately got a message from Mike. Uh <laughs> <laughs> which is great i i was literally from the, from the time it was posted i was like i wonder how long it's gonna take <laughs> I, was, I was like e even accounting for time differences i think it was yeah. stupid o'clock in the morning with you guys as well and i was like oh, okay yeah, that's, that's totally and that's how, how i woke that up that morning so that's how uh, much i give a shit about trying to be accurate God, yeah, yeah that was uh, great. I think it's really fun and I love it that like I don't know I hope y'all feel seen and heard and included yeah that absolutely that we we deeply appreciate um all of you um and yeah if anyone wants to wants to donate financially to what we do that'd be awesome because we're both poor starving oh. artists um so uh that's a uh, 
<laughs> patreon.com slash on brand um and you know become an awakening wonder or or, yeah. or or an as yet to be named tier because because yeah we still need to figure those out i, I, I think we're getting there. there there's there are things in the works i've definitely got enough content for drops that's for sure there are some yeah there's some, yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. great shit that i've cut out um uh, for drops but uh yeah. But, yeah. yeah well so can we do plugs is it plug time yeah sure yeah you plug i don't yeah. have anything but you plug away Oh, I do too much stuff. So uh, I <laughs> this weekend, if you're in Chicago, here's the thing. Chicago <laughs> has the worst air quality. Um, but this is actually an indoor event, so that's a good thing. But <laughs> Chicago has the worst air quality in the world right now. The Canadian wildfires got us. And there is a NASCAR race on the street downtown the same weekend. <laughs> which will contribute to the pollution even more. So that's a great idea that we have. So sensible, sensible. If you're, <laughs> if you're on the North side, you don't want to come down. Oh, I get it. Um, and that, that's fine. But if, yeah, if you're in Chicago uh, on the first, so it's this coming Saturday, July 1st from six to 10 PM. There's an event at the eco collective. Um, the name of the event is called Ritual Rhythms. Oh, it's fire dancers and stuff. It's cool. Rainbow Rhythms. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's, it will be very Rainbow Rhythms. Thank you. At, um, and it's at the, so the event space is at uh, 2042 West 21st Street in Chicago. Um, we'll put links somewhere and you can find me on Instagram and find the information. It's at the Eco Collective, which I didn't know where it was. It's right like a block and a half away from the National um, Museum of Mexican Art, which is a really rad place. And we do events there whenever hmm. we can. So cool. super cool place. And yes, there will be. The thing is like woo or no woo. Uh, I don't know. People dancing with fire is like usually pretty sweet. And yeah, the vendor market's free. It's There's no cool. admission. Just come by. It, it like it, it does kind of awaken something in you doesn't it just like fucking fire and music yeah. and dancing you're like ah oh, this is there is something there is there is a yeah it's always just a, a, oh yeah and so right oh i actually brought these with me i've been making magnets i have a bunch of pride themed protect oh. trans lives uh, Violet like Chachki saying no. Anti. I like I, I like the non-binary ones. Those are great. I might. Oh have to, yeah. I might, I might Queer have has always been here. Is a thing because it makes yeah. me really fucking mad. Just like the queer erasure from history is absolutely oh yeah yeah you know you 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 get the uh the same sex couples that were just friends for 40 years and (laughs) you know lived together and shared a bed okay they were friends (laughs) there was a reason i was super stoked on alexander the great when i was like a kid like uh listen uh, (laughs) except this is brand new it's chemicals in the water Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he had some Whatever. real close, uh, he had some real close friends. That guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I, th- I think that's I think we're good. Yeah, I think I think we've said everything. I think I think yeah, sure. Fucking hope um, so. We don't we we don't have a website yet, but we've done socials. Yeah, the on brand pod for most things. Um, yeah, email we're us around. the on brand pod at gmail and otherwise. Have a great, uh, well, it'll be Thursday when this comes out, so a great weekend, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Have a nice time. And um, next week, I am not here, but we're going to work on putting a little bit of content together to kind of fill that space to make sure you're yeah. not completely deprived of your on-brand experience. I, I, I know you would all suffer. So... <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll 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 do a thing. We'll do a thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, and this can but, be yeah. your favorite podcast. I just I don't know that I'll ever be able. I'm to just baffled baffled that. by that decision. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> That's really lovely. You're really, you're too yeah, good for yeah. us, frankly. Yeah. I think I, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you for listening and um, goodbye. Bye 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 bye. bye. bye.